man, man, we we need a cold open. Like, what can we do that would be cool and funny? No, there's not enough time to come up with a cold open. We should do this in advance. Man, we don't need to do it in advance. You can come up with it on the spot. You're a creative guy, I promise you. Why is it always my responsibility? Well, because you're you're the creative one. I don't know. I'm just like the other guy. You're the absolute worst at this. (laughs) Is this the cold open? This is the cold open. No, yeah, fine. Just use it. Ready, Set, Review, your favorite podcast for movies, comics, and culture. I am your host, Anthony. And I am Matt. And we are here today, uh, pretty excited to talk to you about a game that we are playing. Now, it it is based all around movies, and we've mentioned it a few different times here on the show. Uh, But today, our show is all going to be about our Rotten Tomatoes Fantasy League. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. It's uh, you've heard us mention several times, enemy of the podcast, uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Dan Tucker, who loves to criticize mostly Anthony because Anthony is the one that's usually wrong. Yeah, you've been right a couple of times. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you credit where credit is due. Batman Beyond is coming. Yeah. Okay. But can we, okay. Before we introduce our guests, let's just clarify: you were not right about that. I am right. I know Batman Beyond no. with go Michael back, Keaton. It's go, coming. Go back and listen to our episodes. <laughs> You said that the uh, the Robert Pattinson and Matt Reeves Batman movie was going to be Batman and Beyond. And I told you, I said, there's no way that that Batman movie that Ben Affleck gave up on no. was going to be Batman Beyond. No, and you insisted point. that that's what it was going to be. I never <laughs> I never disagreed to you that Batman Beyond would happen. I just told you that it was not going to be that movie. Whatever. I Thank disagree. You. Thank you. So anyway. What's happening? We have a very special guest here today to help us talk through the Rotten Tomatoes Fantasy League. He is the... I don't think the creator of the league. I think other people have done this, but he's the creator of our league and the commissioner of our league. Commission. Yeah, the commission of our league. Um, So very special welcome to commissioner of the Rotten Tomatoes Fantasy League, Mr. Parker Smith. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) It was hard to sit here quietly while I was waiting to be introduced. I wanted to laugh very hard, and so now, uh, yeah, I'm happy to have a microphone in front of me. Yeah, I know. Welcome, welcome. This is going to be cool. So, because... Uh, I am new to this fantasy league, right? You guys have been doing this for a couple of years now, and you know Matt's been telling me about it, and it's just right up my alley. So uh, I'm a little bit new to the fantasy league. So why don't you tell us a little bit about like how this came to be, and 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 then we can go into some of like the rules and the background of it. But first of all, I want to give a moment of silence for enemy of the podcast, Dan Tucker, because oh. now that he knows that Parker is here <laughs> with us, oh, I just want to silence. give I want to give a moment of silence to just l- allow him to curse at the at wherever <laughs> wherever he is listening to the podcast right now. <laughs> and and Dan, in your honor, just to make you really jealous, look what I'm going to do. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Cracking beers and mansplaining danger. That's what we do. <laughs> so, so real quick. So what's interesting about with me and Dan is that we actually are in a fantasy football league together as well. Okay. And we've been doing this dynasty f- fantasy football league uh, since college. Now, okay. I haven't always wow. been a part of it. Yeah, but it's been around for a long, long time. And so I'm a huge fan of fantasy sports. Like, yeah. That's something I really am into. And my passions kind of in order go... 
uh, movies, sports, and video games. Thus, the uh, the Overwatch. Yeah, I like that. that. Yeah, Uh, but so really into fantasy sports, and I always wondered if there was a way to do fantasy movies. And like I've seen that they do like box office fantasy, but that. I feel like that's so predictable. It's right? so like, predictable. Yeah, right, for like, sure. Yeah. Like, you're going to draft Avengers Endgame first overall every yeah. single year. Right. But just because it makes money, like Star Wars, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good or yeah. well-received from critics. Exactly. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Because, like, so I wanted to make something that was more of a challenge, so I just kind of threw it out on Facebook two years ago. Like, would okay, anybody yep. be interested in doing this? Matt was number two to respond. <laughs> Tucker was number one. And so we just kind of hobbled this thing together, and now... It's, I mean, literally, it is better than anything I could have ever imagined. So yeah, did you great. create the league before you created the rules and even how to do it? Was this kind of like a ready, fire, aim thing? Or like, <laughs> did you have the game set and then you created the league? I kind of came up with the rules like on the fly. And and we, okay. in the first year, there was a lot of trial and error. Like, yeah. We had to kind of like make up rules as we went along. Like that's where we came up with like, it has to have a theatrical release right. to qualify because it was like there were so many movies that we were picking. We we're like, I have no idea what's going on. Yep. Yeah. So we just kind of did a league vote and it kind of came together and we're still making rules. Right I, don't, now. I, don't, I, don't, I was going to say, I think that my favorite rule that I, that I believe Dunn would probably be single handedly responsible <laughs> for was the bench rule. So remember, I was telling you, Anthony, in the yeah. first year, um, we, we didn't have a bench rule. So the movies you drafted were what it was. And if for some reason your movie got pushed back because of production delays, like whatever it was, and got released in the following year, you just got a big big fat zero for that <laughs> so in the first year we were like okay like what are the odds of this happening a lot yeah so, <laughs> so with dunn's comic book movie movie strategy he drafted uh new mutants which oh. still still <laughs> has not been has released not this was two years ago what were the other ones he, he had like three movies pushed uh, it was uh dark phoenix dark phoenix yeah, that's dark right phoenix yep dark got phoenix got pushed that was a big one that was pushed off of his um i can't think of any of the other ones off the top of my head yeah it's like he he has had just the most like dog shit luck when it comes to this league with all of his movies getting pushed back. But it is funny, and that's actually part of the fun of the league. Yes. Like, if we were to quickly go into the rules, like yeah, let's yeah, talk well, about the rules. Yeah, that's half the fun. Set up, let, let, let set the scene right. Like, so what is the game? How do you play? How do you score? And and kind of set the rules here. Yeah. So first is is draft, and the draft happens in our Slack channel. Which let's face it, the whole purpose of this league. Is so that we have a Slack channel that we can talk about <laughs> movies 365 days. Literally. And, and just all day. Yeah, just all like, day. The draft is one day. The league is literally one day. Yeah. So we pick a day in December. We draft movies for the entire calendar year coming up. And we have to have 10 movies per person. And now this year there are 12 people in the league. So, like, if you think about it, that's 120 movies. If I were yeah. to go up to any person on the street and be like, can you name me 10 movies coming out this year? They'd say no. Yeah, no. Nobody yeah. had I had no idea. When I was looking at the movies that were available for the draft, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go with something here. Yeah. That's exactly it. And so like, and so we draft on Slack, and it's just a regular snake draft like you would in fantasy football. You pick your movies that are coming out for the following year, and then the Monday after the movie opens, that Rotten Tomato score is what goes as your final score. And so we had to kind of cater some of the rules, like what happens if it's a limited release first and then right. it becomes a wide release, or what happens if it's a film festival. So the, the the primary rules are that it's just it has to have a wide release or a limited release. Yep. Film festivals do not count. It has to be a feature-length film, so short films don't count, and it has to be released within the calendar year. Uh, if it gets pushed out of 2020, then it, like for this year, then it doesn't count. You get a big fat zero for it. 
And uh, I think that's it. So yeah. it's a cumulative it's, average of all of your Rotten Tomato scores. Now, when do you actually take the score? Is it at the end of the year? Because sometimes it takes a few different weeks for the scores. They go up and down. They kind of fluctuate. So when do you actually look at it and take the uh, the actual score? So that is the Monday after its most wide release. So okay. for example. Which is, which is what he just said. <laughs> well, no, but there's. Well, I wanted to no, I know. clarify <laughs> There is, there is. Anthony only listens half the time. <laughs> I wanted it to like again specifically said like yeah whatever. And do you want to know when we score it? Yeah. Okay, it's the Monday after. <laughs> <laughs> so one more time. So when when is it actually scored? Because it fluctuates. So when does it? When so the, 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 the one thing that we had to create release. a rule for though was that if it has what we call like a trickled release, and that's mm -hmm. a term that we came up with. Yeah. Which is like some of these like smaller films will have like a limited release. Followed by another limited release. So they start like yeah. New York and Los Angeles, and they go Chicago and Austin. Well, Jay and Silent Bob reboot was exactly that. It was a yep. platform release yep. that they, because then they were doing the road show, you know, and like whenever they went to a town, it would get released in that town and then right. like go to the next town, you yep. know, like so, it was, yeah, same thing. And one of my favorite rules is, is that it has to be theatrical. Because so many movies are getting scooped up by Amazon and Apple yeah, and Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. And that's amazing. It, it, it adds a layer. It sounds like it's a pain in the ass. It sound, it, it adds a layer to yeah. this game. The Irish is the, so fun. We, we talked for a probably cumulative, a solid 72 hours of just about how we were going to score the Irishman last year. Mm -hmm. Because that was just like, you know, you know, with Scorsese going back and forth and his Netflix oh, yeah. and it's got to be in theaters and blah, 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 the whole thing. We, uh, that ended up counting, right? Because it got a limited release, right? It did, right? Yeah, it, did. Yeah. it was released. But it theater. dropped all the way to the third round. Yeah. yeah. It was a third round draft pick last yeah. year because people didn't want to gamble on it. We right. weren't yeah. sure if you it was going to go theatrical. Yeah. Right. That's exactly it. And that's the most exciting part about it is when like, so the, the draft strategy, yes. I think is the most fun part because yes. there's, you know, like we were saying before. It's so hard. It's yeah. so hard. Because it's like, what are critics going to think? You know, like I, I always use the my favorite example, and I explain this to other people um, that, that are not big on movies. My favorite example to use are like those Fifty Shades of Grey movie, right? Because those yeah. movies made, you know, every fucking woman in America went to go see those movies. Well, they made the book was so good, but the movie was not. Well, I don't even know if the book was good. Did you, you, read, you the read the book? book? Good? You read no, the you no, read no. the book? I did not read the book. I don't know. That's like the general consensus, man. No, but see, but that's what I'm saying though. So if you were to ask, like, you know, like fucking Susie Q basic white girl what she thought of the movies, they'd probably tell you it's the best movie ever made. But critics, and it made hundreds of million dollars at the box office. But critics, I don't even know what the Rotten Tomato score was, but it can't be higher than like no, a fifty. I like, can't, garbage. first of all, 40 I don't probably think it made a hundred million dollars yeah. at the box office. <laughs> I don't think those movies did well. I thought actually. they did well. I don't think so. Maybe I'm maybe I'm off base there, but I thought they did well. Can we pull up uh, the Rotten Tomatoes and just pull up? Uh... No, pull up the box office. I don't know what the box office, but either way, so either way. so box so yeah. So it's not about it's not about what people <laughs> think about the movies, what the critics do, because you right, know, right. Movies like comic book movies, Marvel movies are a great example. Nowadays, a Marvel movie comes out guaranteed to make several hundred million dollars, yeah. if not a billion. Yeah, it, but at least half a billion. But like, they are not always a surefire thing for critics. Most of no. them are in the seventies, you know. Yeah. And that's a cool that's that's a cool point to bring up because so uh, Endgame was not. The first overall pick. That was a shocker. Year. That fell all the way to the second round, but that wow. was because Half Infinity War didn't do as well as a first <laughs> round pick the year yep. before. So there, there is no, there is no safe bet. Yeah. Outside of no. Pixar movies. Exactly. No. Yeah. Pixar movies are the Pixar safest. Pixar bet. movies are the safest. Yeah. Bet. Yeah. That's 
for sure. Yeah, because that because I, I had Incredibles two last year, and that was like a ninety seven, and somebody had Toy Story four, which is that was the high nineties. Yeah, first overall pick last year. Yeah, high nineties. And like. by the way, Fifty Shades of Grey made five hundred and seventy one million dollars and has like twenty three. Is that what it is? Twenty five percent on Rotten. Tomatoes. So so I was right. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that global box office? Yeah. 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 So that movie, that movie, that movie probably other countries. <laughs> yeah. So say what you will, it only cost forty million dollars. I was, I was just gonna say that movie probably cost forty million dollars yeah. to make. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So I made yeah. shit ton of money. There's a lot of there's a lot of oversexed or undersexed basic white girls in this country, man. Who want to watch porn? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we support you. We support you and your habits. So my my favorite draft strategy, though. So we know Dunn's draft strategy, which is just superhero movies. Okay. <laughs> which, which I mean, look at the Joker, right? Like the Joker is, to this day, the probably the time. best comic book movie. Like in terms of like a movie, right? Like it's the Ooh. best comic book movie. But like it, even even that got what an eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I, lower than that, I think it was seventy two. And I mean, I mean, and and Joaquin but, Phoenix is getting no like, wait. You, okay, so this is draft strategy, off. though. Yeah, you let's just talk me off on a on, on a rant right now. If you want me to talk about why Joker scored as low as it no, I, I was I was gonna say no because this actually we should but talk this about is, this. Yeah, 100%, because this because factors this is what factors in yo, your score and how you're able to pick. Because if you pick comic book movies, the legitimately like or arguably the best comic book movie. Did not get a great score, but so but but here's why though. So this is so this is the this crosses over into a different part of draft strategy. I can feel my blood pressure. Which is up. yes, which is woke culture. Oh god, like that. Ugh. So 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 remember 69%. remember when so we got to remember Joker, Joker premiered Joker, yeah so Joker <laughs> Joker premiered yes. um to an eight minute standing ovation yes. and the uh, the initial Rotten Tomato score was high ninety. No, 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 the was. initial score was one hundred. Oh, it did get. 100. Coming out of Cannes film. Yeah, they get 100. Was okay. It Cans or was it? I uh, forget if it was. Tiff. If I forget it was Cannes or Tiff. Yeah, one or the other. But yeah, a hundred percent. It drops to 97 after its first press screening, then goes back up to 98 after yep. its second press screening, and then a week before the movie comes out in theaters, the the woke critics. Yep. Woke. Dumped. Quote unquote. All over. Now this is where I get. This is where I get upset. Right. So if there's one thing that this league has taught us. Yeah. Is that there is absolutely zero ethics amongst movie critics. Yeah, hundred percent. I didn't no know this. Yeah. Oh, no way. <laughs> they will. They will change their reviews. So Rotten Tomatoes doesn't forbid you from changing your reviews or changing your score. Yep. And so they will. They will curtail their score to match like the Hollywood narrative or the the oh, agenda. Yeah. Oh yeah. All the time. And so like. Um, if you go back to uh, 2016, this is the first time I remember seeing it. Do you remember that movie, Birth of a Nation? Oh, yeah. Coming out of Sundance, I think it still has the highest distribution deal coming out of Sundance ever. Really? Right? 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. The press went absolutely batshit for that movie. Right. Then a story comes out about Nate Parker, who was the writer, star, and director of the film. Right. Where he, back in like like college, apparently, allegedly raped a woman. And then that woman, he was acquitted of, of charges, and that woman was, because she was white and he was black, she was harassed for being a racist. Right, right. And yeah. all of a sudden yeah. in 2016, the Me Too stuff is coming around, yep. and Nate Parker became enemy number one, and that movie went from 100%, and I think it dropped to like 70% yeah. right. following that. Right. Yeah. And it was critics who, some were ethical about it, and they were like, look, I'm just going to, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm boycotting the movie, I'm not going to review it. Right, right. That's what you should be doing. Exactly. Other ones were like, Oh, actually, on second thought, this movie sucks now. Yeah. 
And they, they were on board because the original agenda was is that we're taking this movie back, right? Because that's A Birth of a Nation is a terribly racist film. Oh, original. For right. sure. I mean, wasn't it the first motion picture ever? Like, that was... Yeah, like, I was believe so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was all about the Ku Klux Klan. And yes. so they, they were taking the name back, and that was the whole agenda, and then all of a sudden it's like, wait, uh, Nate Parker's a monster, so... Were in, no, I didn't care at the time. Because An alleged a monster. monster. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and so, like, and, oh, and, and the, the whole thing is, like, the, the woman who was being harassed online, she killed herself. She right? did? Oh, yeah. I didn't oh, know yeah. about that. Oh, shit. So it's like, oh, wow. this was a dark-ass story. And so, like, I didn't care at the time. But now, when you fast forward to Joker, all right, there were yeah. critics who came out of cans with a with a glowing review. Yep. And then all of a sudden, all the woke critics, critics come through, and they say... Uh, Actually, we're here to take down Todd Stevens. Yeah, Todd and, Phillips. Uh, what did I say? Yeah. Todd, Todd yeah. Stevens. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Todd <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they, they wanted to tear him down. Yep. And so they saved people who went to Cannes, saved their reviews for the week before Joker came out to try to hurt Todd Phillips yep. at the box office. They, you know, why do you think that is? Like, why why is it that Joker was the one that was targeted for woke culture? It was it, it's it's Todd Phillips because he did the Hangover movies, right? And he he went on record as saying that he doesn't believe that rape culture is real. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so these critics were like, "Oh, that's against our agenda," and so yeah. now we're just going to wait out your next movie. Yeah, we're all going to dogpile on you. And then critics changed their goddamn reviews. Yep. They, they went the review. into Rotten Tomatoes and changed their reviews, saying that all of a sudden this movie that they loved coming out of cans is now a movie that they hate. Right. And so it affects your garbage. base. So you it's have to 100%. be able to understand, okay, what's this movie going to be about? So you almost have to predict. Now, do you think that most critics are skewing towards, like, let's say, a hard left, if we could call it Absolutely. That. <laughs> Absolutely they are. Unquestionably. Dude, just watch, watch any... Watch just... 10 minutes, or don't even watch, because it's, it's bullshit to watch. Just read the highlights of any, like, Golden Globe Award, Oscars, like, whatever. It is just a bunch of people with their heads up their asses yes. talking about shit that they may or may not know about, but shit that just, I'm sorry, it does not affect them. Like, it, right. it, for the most part, does not affect I mean, them. Ricky Gervais, You know, right? like, exactly. Oh, he was... That man. Dude, dude, he, he was, was so good. good. I mean, absolutely. He was so are. good, yeah. yeah. But, and then, so I think that the Joker story, I think, is particularly interesting because on the one hand, yes, you had the Todd Phillips aspect, but yep. then... You know, if you remember, there started to be like this little bit of a groundswell of support for people that didn't, you know, have the people that did have a spine and were like, no, like, forget, ignore whatever you think about Todd Phillips, focus on the movie. This is a great movie. And then people started to change their target to, oh, well, it promotes incels as the hero yes, and like, yes, you know, yeah. violence. And it's like, but. It's nope. hiding the ball. Yeah, come on, ball. yeah. Like, <laughs> we know why you're giving it a negative review. You just don't have the balls to come right out and say Exactly. I have an agenda that I have to protect on, on behalf of Hollywood because if I don't do this, I'm going to stop getting invites to press screenings. My favorite is my favorite is, is the meme. That, so, so there's a bunch of memes about this. My favorite one is the one um, that it said, it says, it's like what 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 critics or what the media thought was going to happen when Joker was released. And it's a bunch of like, you know, like violence or whatever. And then it, the, underneath it says what actually happened. And it's a bunch of people all doing the dance on the steps and <laughs> you know? it's like <laughs> like one of the most like photographed spots like he made that he made that Dude, spot famous now. he made that yeah. spot famous right yeah. like can you but imagine An like living but there but Anthony's draft strategy I actually really appreciated for this year's draft thank you thank you which thank was you. that Why? he went for the hardest left leaning movies he hmm. could find thank you very two much two of which were documentaries yep. about one was about uh, uh, prejudice through facial recognition. Uh, yep. What was that? Well, it's not, a it's not a documentary. So it's it's a movie, 
But oh, it's, I thought that was a doc. No. Are you sure? Yeah, it's a movie, and it's about um, essentially facial recognition technology, right? And how it's becoming like so like used everywhere, and it's yes. like you know, a, a futuristic, a little bit of a futuristic movie, not a lot futuristic, but a few years into the future, and it's like all about like this kid who goes through sort of prejudice and bias because of facial recognition technology. Yeah, it's code for bias, yeah, right? Co- coded yeah, yeah. bias yeah, now. Yeah, it's now coded yeah, bias. Yeah, coded, bias, coded right. bias, And then the other one was Trans Lives on Screen, Trans Lives which is justification screen. right before oh, we started come recording. On. Yep. That, I, mean, I think, exactly. is the documentary. So we were talking yeah, about it before we started recording, but I mean, that that itself, I mean, it's like you can't talk badly about transgender yeah. people right now, Yeah. right? So now that brings up an interesting question. Why can't you talk badly about transgender people, but you can talk badly about incels right is it because incels like well the guy who was an incel right and i'm not i'm not saying my opinion either way i'm just asking the question yeah right and that's what it seems like it seems like incels are the enemy right now well that's Uh, that's the enemy of the left so i think if you were to talk to movie critics right now there they would express the same heartburns that you're saying right which is that they feel like there are certain issues that they have one of two options is one i can write a positive review or two, I can just not write a review at all. Right, exactly. I have no other choice. Yeah. Because if I come out in one direction, then if I'm against the Hollywood agenda, then I stop getting my press screenings, and that impacts my career, my ability to earn a living. My heart goes out to some of those critics. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're in a tough spot because, like like you said, you can. It's just like it's, right. it's, whatever, it's whatever the sort of national media narrative is, and it's all against, you know, because it's the – because the focus has now shifted from it's like – it's like okay, we all we all don't buy into the whole like all brown people are terrorist thing from the George right. Bush era anymore. So now it's like domestic terrorism. It's always like they're always you know loner lone wolf. You know the quote lone wolf angry white guys like you know yeah. so but so that's why it's okay. You know, and there's yeah. apparently an well, agenda that says that you well, can't there say a- anything bad against uh, Jordan Peele. That's oh, of course, the, of that's course. Agenda. Of course you can. <laughs> I mean, come on. Give, of course give, you can. Give credit where credit is due. Jordan Peele is amazing. Uh, Us like, is a trash movie. <laughs> now, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. I, I thought it was an absolute trash movie. I did not like it at all. But he is great. Like, I think that he went, I think he sure. reached a little too high. I think that he got a little too overly creative with it and he tried to do too much with it i don't think that that's a reflection of him being a bad writer or director i just think that he tried to do too much he got too ambitious right and so he just needed to and i actually i actually take that as like like a good sign right because you know it's something that he's trying to develop himself as a director and as a writer and he's creating new movies and he's taking a chance let me take a chance on something let me actually you know yeah i like i said my my thoughts on us are it for me it obviously cements jordan peele as like a top tier director but i agree with you like i had direction yeah but i agree with you i had trouble getting through the movie because yeah because there were there were some scenes where i was like okay i get the message you're trying to send here but like you're just really slapping me in the face with it. Like it, it's it just stay <laughs> on target. Like it was, it was not that was enough. Exactly it was problem. not enough. Stay on target. Stay on target. <laughs> exactly. And it wasn't, it wasn't enough of a comedy and it wasn't enough of a horror movie. Yeah. And it was, it was yep. trying to be both and it just didn't work. I'm not going to lie. Seeing Elizabeth Moss get her fucking throat cut was very satisfying. I can't stand <laughs> her. Yeah, yeah, I cannot was, stand I her. No, wait, no. If we just... Elizabeth Moss, if you're listening to this, we loved that scene. Yeah, please come on the podcast. But if you take this conversation that we've just had, right, as a microcosm for the league overall, yeah. this is the thought process that goes into draft strategy, yep. which is that we cannot just consider whether or not we think a movie is going to be awesome because I think that there is a movie that was drafted 
uh, towards the end of our draft, I think in the ninth round, that is bona fide the yeah. best movie of the year. Yeah. But it falls all the way down to the ninth round because what happens is, is that we cannot just base this off of what we think public opinion will be or what our own personal opinions would be, but rather we have to constantly weigh what the critics are going to be forced to put out there or right. what they are going to be persuaded to put out there. Absolutely. So the draft strategy that Anthony presents is... Uh, you know, going for leftist culture film. Yep. Uh, Magnifico went with a strategy, which is that, oops, I forgot to do my research, so I'm just going to kind of pick random shit. Um, <laughs> my strategy was based off of Andrea Tucker's uh, winning strategy last year, which was director and production studio, which, I, look, if you can replicate She somebody, bulldozed sure the she league last year. She came, her, her nickname is now Killmonger. <laughs> because she came into the league as a newbie last year and, like, literally took everybody to school. Yeah. She she had like secured Her the championship by like June. Like, John was new as well. Yeah, John. Yeah, one and two yep. respectively. Yep. But even even though like it's still hard because in those later rounds, like even though I went with like kind of like a leftist strategy, like even in the later rounds, you just can't do that. Like well, and it got you to be came like, into a year, Anthony. That I mean, there's is so, unlike the first. And there's two so years. many weird movies that are out there, and and there's nothing like. Like the big movies, I really don't think are going to be good this year. Like I don't think I don't think Wonder Woman is going to be good. I, I don't think Obviously. that Birds of Prey is going to be good. <laughs> Obviously, the last pick in the draft. Yeah, like, wait, what are the what are the Marvel movies coming out this year? Uh, so and Eternals, is, Black Morbius, Widow, and, and uh, well, that's not technically oh, Marvel. Well, yeah. depending on yeah, what so rumor Marvel, we want to believe. Yeah, uh, yeah Morbius, uh, Eternals, Black and Black Widow. So Eternals is probably going to be the best one. Well, see, I think Eternals for me. So it's an interesting year. So this like is in a space. So it's, yeah, it's like a little. So, it's sci-fi. No, so this is an like this so. is an overall weak year for movie releases because it's an election year, mm -hmm. which the, the the trend seems to be election years have shittier releases That's overall. Very true. Um, but I think from a Marvel perspective, this is their riskiest year because Eternals is, despite the fact that it is like an A-list cast, not guaranteed because it's gonna. It's the first time they're really sort of changing the direction of the entire universe well, before, to space. Okay, so, so before right. we before we start diving into like individual movie analysis, we should probably go like round by round. Let's pick one movie mm. out of each round of the draft pick. Good idea. Oh, so and then do we'll, you have we'll the talk draft pick there. I got it right here. Okay, he's got it yeah. up on that. Yeah. So like. I think let's go first round. Yep. So Matt, if you want to pick out a movie of note, it could be good or bad from the first round that you think is worth talking about. I, I think there's one that jumps off the fucking page. But so I'm going to say there's, I'm going to call two. Okay. <laughs> because it's funny, two two of the, uh, your, so yours was a Pixar pick. Um, so uh, I'm going to call two. Such a safe bet. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call two. Such a safe bet. Like, uh, we're going to go with, with Tenet. Like drafting Christian McCaffrey. Tenet is a first round pick. When was yep. it drafted? Uh, what do you mean? Oh, in the first round. Yeah, but I, I, oh, is the is is so I is this the, the order? Pick in the first round. I think it was last pick in the first round. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's not an order here, but it okay. just uh, John drafted it. Yeah. Okay. So middle middle term. Yeah. Uh, oh no, this is that. This is that. This is actually an order. My bad. Uh, so we're gonna talk about Tenet. Yep. And Doolittle. Oh man, Doolittle was my standout as well. <laughs> All right, let's let's. I'll start be honest. A good one. I'll let's be off with okay. Good one. Let's go with Tenet. <laughs> I would agree that that is uh, for where it was picked in the first round. Which is like middle of first round. Yeah. I agree that that is worth the gamble. Yeah, because Christopher Nolan is more likely to produce something great than terrible. Exactly, and I think and and I I thought about picking Tenet to be honest with you, and I probably should have obviously in retrospect. Um, but I my only concern with Tenet was that 
uh, was that it, I, I sometimes so Christopher Nolan? No, it looks amazing. Sometimes I think, so. I think it looks stupid. Yeah, that I is a looks, long way looks, to walk to oh, get to man. stupid. Yeah, why? Right? Why do you think it looks stupid? I, I, because wow. I, I think it's I think it's an overly complex. It's like Inception. Like I wasn't a fan of Inception either. What? So it's like an overly complex plot that like really doesn't go anywhere. Do you want to take this I, one? Like, or like, I'm, 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 I don't have words to fight this. Inception was my favorite movie of that year. Um, it was a movie that I saw on a date with my wife when we were still just boyfriend me? and girlfriend. And we talked about that for weeks afterwards with that top spinning at the end. Of course, yeah. It is a beautifully crafted movie. Yeah. The special effects were a little bit oversold in it. I, I will agree. Yeah. But the, I'm sorry, but the uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt fighting in the rotating Dude, that was room, amazing. That is one of my top ten scenes of all time. Yeah. Of all time. So, it's up there with the uh, the Beastie Boys scene from the Star Trek. <laughs> so, so here's the thing I guess we'll, I'll, I'll share with you about Anthony. When Anthony says he doesn't like something, that's his way of saying he doesn't understand it. Oh, God. So. Here we go. <laughs> oh, bring up Rick and Morty now. Rick and Morty sucks. No, I'm not fucking a Rick and Morty Bojack guy. Horseman sucks. Thank all you. those fucking Thank things. You. Bob's Burgers. Yes. All that fucking bullshit where people yes. are like, oh, you just don't get it. You just don't get it. Those fu- the They all suck. <laughs> They're not good. They're not good. I don't care what anyone so, says. So first of all, I've never seen Bojack Horseman. However, you probably love it. However, Rick and Morty. No, no, no. If no, you talk you're, to you're somebody, side, you're sidetracked. No, no, right. I'm, I'm not going to defend Rick and Morty. I'm just going to say that if you talk to somebody <laughs> that claims they're a Rick and Morty fan, and you say you don't like it, and if their response is, you just don't get it. So get it, man. So, spoiler alert. They don't get it either. They're idiots as well. You need to talk to somebody like me who actually understands why Rick and Morty is funny. And it's not because it's like highbrow humor that you need to be some super genius to understand. I love Dan Harmon. I love Dan Harmon. Yeah. Community is probably my favorite sitcom Community of all time. Community was a great show. I always show. forget that I he did that. I love Community. Rick and Absolutely Morty loved it. is garbage. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank but you. anyway. Thank you. Uh, so Tenet, I think, is a great pick to call out. I agree. Anthony, do you have any first-round picks that you want to call out? Um, so. Hey, do you want to see the list? Here, here's, yeah. the, here's the list. While you're doing your research, I will tell you, mine was obviously Doolittle. And it is, so we, I'm fresh off of seeing Doolittle this morning. <laughs> By the way, I lost a bet and had to go see it. But let me just say that it is not the movie itself. If Magnifico, who second overall pick, so this is literally you had your pick of the litter because the first round, the first overall pick was Wonder Woman. You could have picked. So anything. that was that's the one that I want to talk about. So not yeah. only is it first round, wait, 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 wait we'll get there. We'll get there. Number one, so, do little, yeah. do little. Your logic behind picking that drove me up. A wall. I was screaming in my room because it wasn't that you were saying like I really think Doolittle is going to be good. Because yeah. if you said that, I'd be like, "All right, yeah, that's I was totally questioning fine. it as well." Your <laughs> logic was go big or go home, <laughs> and you went home. You took a risk. You, you, know, you took a risk. I, I applaud you. So there. that's something you do in the tenth yeah. round. Yeah, you do that in the ninth round. The second overall pick. There was a. There were two Pixar movies on the board. So. And you went with Doolittle because you said it's high risk, high reward. That is the stupidest logic for picking a movie ever. So I'll be on. I have a confession to make. I did not research Doolittle at all. No. No, but like, so this is groundbreaking. You know, you didn't read anything about it before you drafted that. No. 
Oh, you knew Robert Downey Jr. was. Of yeah, course exactly. you didn't. I mean, but I was, I was going off that. of my, I was going off of my, my first year strategy, where I drafted a quiet place very early, which was huge risk, huge reward, and it got like a ninety something. What? Like so, that's. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that is the most flawed I know. logic. Oh, I've I know. Ever I did it. Oh, I know. I drafted Quiet it's, Place. It's it did well. Might as well not, draft Doolittle now. I know. I know. I know. What so, the hell? So obviously, Doolittle doesn't have a, uh, a a critic score yet, right? So it would be Monday that we now would take. No, no, it, no, does. it does. Oh, it does. It, it, does. Does. it did does. not come out. It came out last week. Oh, it came out last yeah. weekend. Uh, Nineteen. Okay. So I will tell you this. A 19. I don't want to spoil it because I am going to be doing a the first ever Ready Set Review shitty movies review. Oh, actually, right now it has a 17. It has a 17 percent right. on Rotten Tomatoes. I went to go see it this morning, but it the is, audience score is 75. 17 percent is so generous. It is the this is hot take the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> well, that is a and old, I will, I will I'm going to pre-record a, a a review for you boys, and you can play it on whatever show you want to put I on. I can't you wait. Just, you just haven't seen enough bad movies. No, 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 no. <laughs> I've seen bad movies. I yeah. saw a French movie one time in theaters, and it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> this was worse. Do, and like Again, just to go back to the logic, okay? Oh. You had your pick of the litter. I know. And your logic was, is that a quiet <laughs> place... Did okay. High risk, high reward. Let's like, I don't think that that works in in Rotten Tomatoes. Like. No, it does. No, it does. And it's and it's a lot of fun when it does. I like that weird like <laughs> yeah, but sense Doolittle, of you know. Doolittle is so too mainstream to be high risk. No, 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 no. I no, no, no. I think it's I. I like so. The one thing I did know about it going into it. So I I didn't read about any of. The, I didn't realize there was production issues on it. Like had you I did no research. That yeah, was your no, draft strategy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because to be again, to be honest, if I hundred and twenty movies that are getting chosen out of what yeah. thousand movies that are coming right, out. Like right. how can you do like a strategy on all of them if you know like sort of basic? Uh, you, you pick, yeah, you pick them out. Yeah, no, you you pick the ones you want to go for and that you really research on them. Like it, I did a hundred and twenty movie ranking. I ranked yeah. hundred and twenty movies so okay. I would know theoretically where to pick and what I usually do is what I usually do is I just take a quick look before I do like any kind of deep dive I take a look at one and I'll say like if I look and I and I see like you know obviously first thing you look at is director writer production company and like like li like lead actors if that's the first thing I see and I'm turned off by it I'm like I, I just don't do any further research because I know it's gonna be a waste uh, of my time yeah. you know uh. but like that's the first thing I look at from there no but for Doolittle though I, I didn't know that it had those production issues. I was just simply going off of it. I was like, all right, it's a fucking movie with a bunch of animals marketed towards kids. So, like, you know, as much as Pixar is a good shot, like, mar movies marketed towards kids with big-name actors are, like, usually safe bets. Yeah. But, I again, guess, had, you know, I, had I done, like, a modicum of research on Doolittle, I would not have picked it because the other part of my draft strategy that I always employ is that and – I, and, I, and I say this in the league a lot and on the podcast a lot – like 9.8 times out of 10 movies that have documented production issues, behind the scenes issues, you know, the director and the, and the, the, the director and the, the lead actor aren't getting together. The script is a mess. Well, anytime you hear about those issues, most of the time, those movies will suck. And yeah, again, had I read any of that about Doolittle, I would not have drafted it first, but I didn't do all my research. So, okay, so to, to move on, before we get to Wonder Woman, I'm just going to quickly run down the first round draft picks here by yeah. name. 
So first overall was done with Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> that was the first round. Yep. First, first overall. First overall draft pick. Second overall Wonder was Woman. Doolittle. So this year was already off to a really shitty start. <laughs> Thank you, Magnifico. Uh, third pick was Andrea with In the Heights. Then Caroline with Pixar's Soul. Then me with Pixar's Onward. Then John with Tenet. Dan with the French Dispatch, which, by yeah. the way, was not on the scene wow. list. Yep. Uh, then Phil with Mulan, Janine with Barbie, which I want to talk about as well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Detective Rob with The Last Full Measure, measure. Anthony with The Call of the Wild. Call of the Wild, <laughs> man. Come on. <laughs> and then Malazzo with The Eternals. Call of the Wild. That's, I mean, that's the strategy. Shut right? up. It's a <laughs> big First, actor. Everyone likes Harrison Ford. And it's a movie about a dog. How can you talk shit about a movie about a dog? It's like a guy. It's like an angry shut-in and his dog. Tell it's going to be a great movie. Tell me a movie over the past 15 years that has a dog as its lead actor that has done anything. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what's that one what's that one with uh, Luke Wilson? No, Owen Wilson. The Marley one... and me? Yeah, Marley Are you, and what? me. Isn't that you Shut well? No. Marley. At the box office maybe. <laughs> but can somebody so, kill him? So real quick, what what I'm going to make is my rule for myself is I'm not going to actually bash Anthony or Janine because it's their first <laughs> year in the league. And Thank you. I appreciate you not bashing me. Have you spent the last 10 minutes bashing me? But I, I appreciate no you saying that. It's a rough year. It's a rough I have year. no problem complimenting them, at which point uh, I really quickly want to touch on Janine's first round pick, which was Barbie, because I, I originally crapped all over it. I yeah. might be 100% wrong on that. Because I had no idea Greta Gerwig was tied to that. And, oh. And it looks all of a sudden like it's going to be legit. And as much as I crap all over Margot Robbie for being the worst actress in Hollywood. She's amazing. Her production She's studio crazy. is yeah. crushing it. Oh, right yeah, now. it really is. And this is coming out of her production studio. She landed Greta Gerwig to write and direct this film. So Barbie might actually wind up being a legit first rounder. And I was 100% wrong about that. Because yeah. even, if it, even if it sucks... My logic of saying, like, are you kidding me? This is the Barbie movie that originally had Rebel Wilson tied yeah. to it. Yeah. And and all of a sudden, it, it looks straight up legit. So kudos to Janine on her first year. First See, round and round. now here's why I thought your first round pick of Call of the Wild was a stupid idea. When I thought is, we weren't bashing on Anthony. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. What happened? No, you said you weren't going to. Matt never, never yeah, said yeah. that at all. When <laughs> is the last time that Harrison Ford headlined a movie that did exceptionally well with critics. Ooh, that's a good trip. I'm telling question. you, it's his comeback. People I don't know the answer. That's why I'm asking. Because no, I think I mean, it's been at least 10 years. No, it's got to be. That's probably a probably more than question. that. Uh, right? Like, I think it's been that. at least 10 years. Like, I mean, you know, I think all of the best movies that he did, Selena, Clear and Present Danger, you know, all of those movies were in the 90s. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think the 2000s and beyond yeah, have been he rough. He did that oh, Josh oh. Harnett movie. Uh, Crystal Skull. Is amazing. No, no yeah, no. <laughs> As he rolls his eyes. You um, know, I, for, I, for a second there, I don't, I don't know if it, it no. showed in my yes, face, it did, it but did. I couldn't tell if you were being serious. Yeah, no, no. So, so I think, I think that Harrison Ford has shown that he wants to make a comeback. Like he, his, his, his portrayal of Han Solo in the Star Wars movies were was really good. Um, I thought he was one of the the parts that people looked forward to the most in those movies, and I think that he is poised for a a comeback. And I think that this is a great movie for him to do because I think it's a perfect role. Thanks, fuck you. Um, I think it's a perfect role for him because you know he is kind of a crotchety old man. 
right? And so and, so it's it's a movie where you have an actor who's sort of playing himself. I mean, essentially Robert Downey Jr. and if you ever hear him interviewed, I mean, he is Tony Stark. Like like Tony Stark is literally just, just an stop, extension of stop, his own personality. Stop, stop kind of trying thing. to compare no. the casting of Robert Downey Jr. of Tony Stark to Harrison Ford as a crotchety okay. old man in a movie no, about right, dogs. Right. I'm telling you. I'm not in the kettle sense. here. It makes in the kettle here. It makes sense. Anthony at least had Thought behind his thank head. you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you, you, you absolutely got like no 23%. Room. Your opinion is invalid. Invalid? Invalid. All right. All right. Can we talk about Wonder Woman now? Because <laughs> I'm excited to talk about this. Okay, we can, yeah. we can talk so about So the that. overall number one pick, Wonder Woman. And we already said in the beginning of the show that we didn't think that Wonder Woman was going to be a good movie. It matches Dunn's draft strategy. Though. But let's talk about it's a though. Comic book movie? Let's it's talk a comic about book let's movie. talk about Wonder Woman eighty four though from an overall draft strategy perspective. When was Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four originally supposed to come out? Last year. Last year. Thank you. And there were right off the bat, there were production problems. They reshot this entire fucking movie. I guarantee 100%. you. They changed, okay, I bet you they changed everything. But. Let's and they did honest. so many cheap things, like having her in her Kingdom Come hey, outfit. Yeah. Like, hey, come on. You know what? But Let's be honest. The critics, I did not yeah. like the first Wonder Woman. I, yeah. And it mm. crushed. Yeah. It crushed. And the reason yep. it crushed is because I they have the been, first Wonder Woman. The just agenda the is we need to have a female superhero as yep. a lead holding her own movie. Yeah. And we're going to support that. And that Wonder is the Woman agenda. Is and the and directed by a woman. Wonder Woman oh, is yeah, yeah, the... Yep, yep. Yeah, but it's the best female superhero. It's the female Superman, right? Like, Wonder Woman is a great character. She's interesting. She's cool. It's a cool storyline that if you could do it, I don't know why they're doing it in 1984. It seems gimmicky. I don't know why they're bringing back... Uh, Steve Trevor, although he was the best part. No, you know the answer. You know the you know the answer to why they're doing it in 1984. The answer we talk about this literally every week. The reason they're doing it in 1984 is because they have no fucking idea what they want to do with the overall DCU. Right. So if they put a movie that takes place in the past, it's safe because it doesn't necessarily need to impact what's currently happening in the quote DCEU. Right. Right. Uh, okay. So here's what I'll say is that I I I think that it was a very large stretch to grab Wonder Woman first overall. High risk, yeah. high reward. <laughs> high risk, high reward. But if you are going strictly off of what we think the critics are going to say about this movie, it is the safest of the superhero movies coming out this year. For sure. To match Dunn's draft strategy, he only picks superhero movies, which didn't hold up this year. He ended up breaking <laughs> his own strategy. But... It, 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 it holds up that that would be his first pick, and he didn't care if he was first overall or last. Exactly. Because the Eternals has the, because Milazzo picked the Eternals in the first round. Which I love that pick. Right. Yeah, and that great. has, and so that has, with the overall, you know, critic strategy, that has the appeal of a of a multinational cast. All minority Female cast. leads, yep. like all minority, right? So there's that appeal. Yep. But I agree. I think that the appeal of a female-led movie directed by a woman is the stronger safe bet. You so know? let's let's talk about the movie for a second, right? Like, what would have to happen? Like, what would this movie have to be? What, in Wonder order, Woman or yeah, the Eternals? Wonder, Wonder, Woman, Wonder, Woman. Wonder Woman. What would it have to be to be good? Like, to get <laughs> a good score, like, what would the movie have to be? I mean, like, Wonder Woman set in 1984, like, what would have to happen in, in this movie in order for it to be good? Nothing. Joaquin Phoenix like, needs to show up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wait, wait. In order to be good for the critics or good for us? No, good for the critics. Good oh. for good for a Rotten Tomato oh, score. For yeah. it to be nothing. number one. Nothing. It's, nothing. Gonna get, it's easily a lock 
in the high 70s to low 80s. So, yeah. probably gonna go. so you think it's like an average choice, though, but that's not bad. I mean, it's actually, not in the 60s. It's high actually, 70s to 80s is, is a winning score in our yeah. league. Yeah. Right, exactly. So is that why it was the first round choice? Because it's a, the safest bet, where it's almost guaranteed to score between 70 and 80% on a rotten yeah. And because it was done. If, yeah. if it was yeah. anybody else yeah. other than exactly. done, it would no, not but, have been I mean, one just, Regardless of who it is, like the, the strategy behind picking it number oh, yeah, one so is yeah, just yeah, because yeah. you're guaranteed between a 70 and an 80, maybe you can get above 80, but you're probably not going to get below a 70. Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. 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 All yeah. right, let's do the second round. Lowest now, risk. now we're going to stick to it. So the first round's a different be, story. It's going to be fun. Second round, we're going to each pick one movie. We're going to talk about it quickly, and then we're going to keep rolling through the rest of the draft picks, right? So I'll go All through right, the second round going. first. All right, go. All right, it went Malazzo with A Quiet Place Part 2, Anthony with Artemis Fell, Detective Rob with Greyhound, Janine with The King's Man, Phil with Falling, Dan with Last Night in Soho, John with The Gentleman, me with Kajillionaire, Caroline with Respect, Andrea Let Them All Talk, Magnifico The Nest, and Dunn Black Widow. So, there's so a, all of your listeners are probably going, what the hell yeah. movies are these? So yeah. there's a couple that really stand out for me on this one. I think there's the two that I think that stand out the most are Malazzo's pick, A Quiet Place 2. Yep. Because I think that's a movie you that... You can only pick one. Only pick one. Okay. So I want to go to The Quiet Place too. Okay. Because that's a movie that I think has huge expectations, yes. given the fact that the first one had zero expectations and ended up being a mega hit, both with critics and at the box office. Yep. But from my perspective, I just wonder, does it need a sequel? Like, how... how you know, is... I, I'm... I'm, I'm more, let me put it this way. I look at this movie kind of like a, I look at Us, like the director follow-up. Yep, yep. I was, if I were to compare this to Us, I'm more concerned about this than I would be about Us. Ooh, ooh, that's a hot take. Yeah. Interesting. That's a hot take. I I like it as where it was picked. I think Malazzo's first two picks for where he was in the draft order, which yeah, was good. the end of the first round, start of the second round. He went What with were his first two picks? Eternals and, and then Eternals, A Quiet Place. And then A Quiet Place. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think his draft strategy is spot on mm -hmm. for where he was drafting. And I actually really like this pick as the first pick in the second round because, again, what we're talking about here is that John Krasinski is a director that people like, and yep. now he's behind the lens on this one. Yeah. yeah. Emily Blunt. I mean, who doesn't like Jim? Everything, yeah. <laughs> everything Emily Blunt touches turns to gold. Yeah. So yeah, I have true. I have a feeling that this one minimum. Did you like Did you like the first one? I loved it. Yeah, yeah. it was great. And I, I didn't think too. I was gonna. I, I don't like too, scary right? movies. You guys know this about me. <laughs> I am terrified <laughs> yeah. of movies, and that was one that I was glued to the screen. Yeah, yeah. I was actually I liked the so there was a lot of like jump scares in that movie that happened really really quickly, but there was also a lot of the terror in that movie that was not the jump scare. Yes, where yeah. it was like the, the silence, the, the anticipation like, yeah. of the jump. God, scare. the kid and with I, the and, spaceship. That and I mean, I think I mean I had that was like the the most brilliant, like, well done, like, aspect I, of I love movie. that you, like, actually get scared by no, a scary movie. Like, as a dad. It's great. Like, yeah. that sequence, like, I wanted to cry. As that was parent, so powerful. Yeah. <laughs> what, was, what was your uh, your pick that stood out, Parker? Uh, okay, so mine, I'm going to toot my own horn, is Kajillionaire. Okay? <laughs> okay? So this is directed by Miranda July, and she has not been behind the lens since 2011. All right? She's a female director. She's taking on a small-budget film. Uh, its cast has uh, Evan Rachel Woods starring, uh, and if you saw yep. 13 or The Wrestler, yes. yep. 
Like, yeah. she's, I like Evan Rachel. She is, the wrestler primed. is amazing. Of yeah. course. The yeah. wrestler she is, is primed to make a huge comeback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's got Gina Rodriguez from Annihilation, mm-hmm. which that movie is amazing. Uh, and then Richard Jenkins, who obviously is the uh, the dad from Step Brothers, who is right. he's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and so now what we've got is a movie with a really good cast, a director that Hollywood wants to welcome back. Mm-hmm. And as a second round pick, I have a feeling that this thing is going to be one of those... 98, 99% on Rotten Tomatoes because critics yep. and Hollywood uh, all together, they want more strong female directors. And yeah. I think right now that Miranda July is going to just be like the big name of I 2000. And, 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 I, and I think the the realness of this movie, at least based on the description, yeah. like that that's always, always resonates well, I think, with critics. Like stuff set in the real world that you can relate to and tie to whatever you want to in the real world. Yeah. I think that, yeah. Yeah, and I think that the more important thing is that it's going to show that a a strong female critic or a strong female director is not only being given good scores because she's a female director, but because right. she's really good. Yeah, because it's going to be a legitimately good movie. And I think that if you look back at the the groundswell that supported um, Ava DuVernay, yep. before yeah. she took on A Wrinkle in Time, yeah. everything Ava DuVernay was touching was turning to gold. Now the reason she that landed so bad. Wrinkle in Time is inexcusable, yeah. <laughs> but it's it, the reason she got that gig. Was because everything she was doing at Sundance, she yeah. was crushing it. Exactly. Yeah. And so now Miranda July, in my opinion, is just she's the next Ava. I agree. What was yeah. yours? So mine is actually round. gonna be I'm also gonna toot my own horn, and it's Woo. gonna be my pick of Artemis Fowl. So <laughs> Artemis Artemis Fowl is what was, said, the, what was the rule Magnifico about if something's delayed? What is that? <laughs> yeah, I know. So that's this, a big fat zero. Yeah, <laughs> this this did get delayed, and and the reason I chose this movie was because there's so many movies. I was doing my research and I was trying to, and I overthought my strategy. And that's one of the things that can happen very, very easily in this league. And then all of a sudden you overthink and then the movie gets delayed and you end up with a big fat zero. It's like, it's like when your quarterback gets injured in the first two minutes of the game and you just end up, well, I overthought it yep. gets injured. Yep. So that's what happened. I mean, it's a story based on a book that people love. It's a, it's a bestseller. It's a series of novels. It's very much like a Harry Potter, right? Where you've got a kid and he has, is a magician, magic, whatever you call it, wizard, whatever. And it's like all about this little kid and his adventures as, as a wizard. Right. And it, it had Harry Potter written all over it. I thought it was going to be a really well done movie. And now that it has been delayed, uh, I sure won't be picking it next year. Well, no, no. So it's still it's still slated to come out this year. It was delayed from last. It was delayed year. from last year. Yeah. Now, what what my question? Here I thought is, it was delayed until I thought it was delayed again until next it probably, year. No, no, oh, no. It, it could be. I, I haven't heard that. If it has okay. been, okay. it's been it's been riddled with production nightmares. Yeah. And here's here's the thing: is that young adult novel adaptations are just tanking. Yeah, right they now. don't do well. And Maze Runner and uh, what's the... Ender's Game. Oh, Ender's Game. Yeah. yeah. All of them. So I yeah. think that what we have here is, is that Artemis Fowl, yes, it does have an opportunity to to perform well, but I am very, very scared by its production quality yeah. uh, to this point. So it, it, it was one of those ones that was not on my draft. I agree. It wasn't on yeah. mine either. I considered it because I saw Kenneth Branagh. I was like, well, there's potential there. And then I saw Josh Gad and I was yeah. like... Yeah, no, so I, I and that's why I took it. It was it that that is one of the dangers, and I fell yep. into it. I overthought it, and uh, yeah, paying the price. All we'll right, I, round three. I already know what my third pick is going to be go. All right, so round three was done with the first pick in the third round of Minions: The Rise of Gru. Not a comic book movie, by the <laughs> way. Uh, Magnifico, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Andrea on the record, Caroline, the woman in the window, Parker, Raya and the Last Dragon, John, King Richard. 
Dan, Pete, uh, wait, the Pete Davidson Judd Apatow project. That's all we know of it right now. Phil was Dune. Janine was Wendy. Detective Rob was buffaloed. Anthony is disclosure, trans lives on screen. <laughs> and then lastly was Malazzo with Iron Bark. All right, Magnifico, what stands out to you? I will do my own horn this time. Oh, boy. I love my pick in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ugh. I think yeah. this movie is going to absolutely crush it. I, I agree with you. And now hearing that Bill Murray is going to be a part of it, like, I just, I think this is going to be a great movie. And, and... Paul Rudd is going to be in it, and it's going to be amazing. I think it's going to be an amazing movie. Hey, Parker's got a thought on it, I can tell. Uh, I'm going to take a dump in your cornflakes real quick. <laughs> uh, first of all, the kid who is leading up this movie. Have you seen the scores on his movie that's opening up this weekend, The Turning? You're talking about the Can kid from Finn, Wol Finn Wolfhard, right? Yeah, yeah. he's the yeah. kid from Stranger Things. No, 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 but look at The Turning, though. Look at what it is. I don't blame him for that. Oh, there it is. Twelve no. percent. I don't blame him no, for that. Well, no, 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 I'm not blaming. Sense. I'm not blaming him for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm I not am. Blaming him. Wow. <laughs> I am. <laughs> wow. We have seen yeah. and a audience score, both critic score and audience score, both a 12%. desperate attempt, a desperate attempt from Hollywood to take known properties that are twenty plus years out of date. Right, Zoolander. Tried to make a comeback? Are right. you kidding me? What is there, this movie? I need to see this. Ghostbusters <laughs> Afterlife. How bad can it be? <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife is the next in the line of movies where they try to recapture the magic of a property that we all know from our childhood, and it is going to go absolutely belly up. So I agree with all of that Disagree. logic, except for... Thank you. I agree with all of that logic. The reason why I think Ghostbusters Afterlife is going to be different is because unlike... Zoolander, as an example, or like, you know, any of the other things that you were talking about, because I totally agree with you. There's Dumb been, and dumber. Yeah, too. exactly, exactly. So unlike any of those things that have been uh, revisited after 20, 30 plus years, the difference for me with Ghostbusters is that nobody asked for any of that other shit. People have been asking for a Ghostbusters 3 with the original, or at least some sort of connection to the original for a very long time. And I think the fact that Jason uh, Reitman is involved, right. uh, that is what has me excited about it. Because to me, it's like, okay, there's he's invested in it. He's going to make sure that it's going to be good. Now, I, I, do I think there's risk in this movie? Obviously, because it's a ghost, it's Ghostbusters. You're like, right. of course there's going to be, and like you said, to your point, we haven't revisited Ghostbusters in a very long time, at least in the <laughs> original. No, we just revisited it. I was going to say in the original universe. I don't count that whole other, that travesty of a but fucking this is movie. The problem. This is the problem is that what you are glossing over right now is you're saying, oh, well, people have been begging for this. Okay, well, they gave us one. Right. And we just didn't like it because it had women in it. Right. Right. That's but not it wasn't a good movie. Well, we didn't like it because it was, it was bad. bad. It, it really was bad. a bad movie. It wasn't right. just because it had women in it. it was I'm not saying that it was right. But I'm saying that like the number one complaint that people had was this is not Ghostbusters. Right. But this is Ghostbusters, though. You're an apologist. That's what this is. You're apologizing <laughs> for a continuation of something. Yes. Have people been asking for it? Sure. But you know what they were asking for? Is they were asking for the original four Ghostbusters to come back right. and make another movie. Well, they were not Rudd, asking Paul for Rudd, kids. Paul Rudd is dead. a genius. <laughs> Paul Rudd is a gentleman, and he's an amazing person. And he, it's just gonna, it's gonna, it's it, he's the best. There's no way that you can have like if I was gonna remake a Ghostbusters movie, right? If there's anybody that I would choose, I would choose Paul Rudd. 
especially right now today's like I'm like he's like the perfect person to have in this movie. He he fits the bill. He he's absolutely perfect. Like the kid from Stranger Things, like fine, whatever. But like Paul Rudd is just he's just great and he's hilarious and it's like he's the perfect like he's the perfect new yeah. age Bill Murray, right? right. He's perfect. Oh, God. Oh. Oh my God. That's a, Anthony. Yeah, I'm, I, said, I, said, I said the new age. I mean, that's what he is. A new age Bill yeah. Murray. Absolutely. No. I'm, saying I'm saying it. Quote me. Paul Rudd. Paul, Paul Rudd, buddy. Right now. Paul Rudd. I believe in you. I forgot that he was in Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. Yeah, dude. Oh, God. Right. I know. 6% so, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes for that the movie. Lowest, the lowest rating. <laughs> So here's here's what I'll say. So since both of you pick Ghostbusters Afterlife, all right, I'm gonna go with something that. Uh, hold on here. I didn't mean to do that. I'm pulling back up my draft order here. Uh, the one that I picked out from the third round is actually Janine's pick of Wendy. So if you guys, seen oh yeah, about this, yeah, yes, I, have. I actually wanted to choose that. I I wanted to draft that movie. I so she literally swept this one out from underneath me. I had it high on my draft board. I yeah. actually had this as a second round pick, assuming that everything went in the order. Now I feel like I got two first round picks in the first two rounds because I had Ryan, <laughs> the Last Dragon, and Soul, or no, uh, onward. Yeah. Um, but if we were to look at Wendy, all right. So it is a hundred percent a second round or better movie. In preseason rankings. Totally. Directed by Ben Zetlin, I think is how you pronounce his last name. Yeah, I think that's correct. His only other movie. Do you know what it was? No. Beasts of the Southern Wild. Oh, really? Critics yeah. went bonkers. Yeah, yeah they, they went, went nuts, nuts for that, for that movie. movie. It is a reimagining of Peter Pan, but being told from the, the perspective of Wendy. Yep. Right. I have a feeling yep. that this has, like, indie darling written all I. Over. I totally agree. 100% all agree. Yeah. Over. With you. Totally agree. I, I think it's going to be an amazing movie. I think that it's it it's it's a great concept to take an older story, something where you get that nostalgic feel and you get people in that established audience and you're going to have them coming in, but it gives you a different way to tell the story because you're giving it through a new perspective, right? And, 100%. and obviously Peter Pan has been told that story has been told a million different ways already, right? And every and a lot of the different ways were all really good. So here's another way to tell a great story from a different perspective and I think that this is going to be an amazing movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I generally love that approach when they yeah. take established stories and properties and tell it from a different perspective. Yeah, they re reimagining yep. which could be the problem of, of Ghostbusters because are they going to whose perspective are they going to be? Is it going to be, you know, from Paul Rudd's or is it going to be from you know, the the kid's perspective. It's 100% the kid. It's the kid, yeah. 100% the kid. Which, yeah. which makes me think that it's not going to be a good movie. I, I agree. Yeah. All right, so going on to the fourth round here. Malazzo. If it goes that way. Uh, Malazzo picked Tesla. Anthony, Top Gun Maverick. Detective Rob, The Witches. Janine, The Lovebirds. Phil, No Time to Die. Dan, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. John with Coming to America, two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> me with The Glorias. Caroline, Promising Young Woman. Andrea with Emma, Magnifico the way back, and Dunn with Morbius. Back on the back on the comic book bandwagon. All right, Morbius. Uh, I will lead off this. Yeah, go. Okay. Promising young woman. Okay. All right. Okay. Caroline's pick. I have a feeling this is going to score ninety-one percent or higher. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. Okay. I agree. Promising young woman. Think Atomic Blonde, but instead of being sort of like a gangster slash assassin, this is a woman who pretends to get drunk in bars to lure in predators 
and then she murders them in horrifying <laughs> ways. Yeah. Yeah. You tell me one person who does not want to see date rapists get their throats slit on television. Totally. Or on, on the big screen. I, you know, I, I think it's a great concept. I love revenge horror movies. Things like Cradle to the Grave, or I spit on your grave, or not Cradle to the Grave, I spit on your grave, right? You get those... Cradle rev- to the Grave. Yeah, that, that was the one with... Uh, <laughs> DMX, I think, actually, yes. and, and Mark DeCascos. Great movie, though. Great movie. No, I Spit on Your Grave. Um, the original I Spit on Your Grave from the 1970s was actually banned in America because it was too violent when it first came out. Um, and it's a great movie about a woman getting raped, and then she goes and she finds the people that rape her, and she brutally murders them. We should probably not say it's a great movie about a woman being raped. That's the wrong way to describe <laughs> no, but it's, 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 I hear what you're a, saying. But you had to listen to the whole thing that I said. It wasn't just about That's going to be the raped, snippet that gets used. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the soundbite. No. Great movie about a woman being raped. No, that's, that's the soundbite. And the lead actress. getting her revenge against right. the people who raped her. Right, and the, and, the, and the lead actress is Carrie Mulligan, and everything she has touched to date in her career is pure gold. Yep. All right, so if you were to just, real quick, it was Pride and Prejudice, Drive. Do you remember her in Drive? Oh, the the uh, the Ryan... Um, yeah. Uh, the girl in the elevator. I was going to say Ryan Reynolds, but yeah. I, no. Ryan Gosling. Yes, I love Drive. Drive is a great movie. Yeah, Inside Lewin Davis. I mean, everything she's... That's a great movie, too. Yeah, yeah. So she's, she is a lock. This pick really felt strong to me at the time, and, and frankly, Caroline took it one pick right before me. So. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um... Uh, you can go. All right. So my pick would be coming to America too. Okay. <laughs> so the reason that I'm going to pick this, um, and, and I want to talk about this, is because have you guys seen Dolomite? I have. Yes. It's amazing. So Dolomite is amazing. And Eddie, did you see Eddie Murphy on SNL? Yes. One of the funniest episodes of SNL in, in probably the last decade. Yeah, right? oh, at, 100%. At, at bare minimum. 100%. Right? So Eddie Murphy is on a huge comeback. And if he decided to do this movie, it's only because he thought it was going to be really good. Because it's it's mm. something where, I, 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 I'm telling you, like, I don't think it's going to be something that's going to be a risk. I think that if he's deciding now to come back for this movie, it's because it's going to be him, and it's going to be him, and it's going to be hilarious. Right? And I think it's going to be something that's, that's both... I think it's going to be like the original, both something that's heartwarming and really, really funny, and yeah, I think it's I, going to be great. I don't know if it's going to be hilarious, but I had this on my draft board, too, for the same reason, because I've actually read a lot about Eddie Murphy and his quote-unquote comeback as of late, and he's he's pretty much come out and been like, the, the, the overall gist of it is like, I didn't need to come back. He's like, but I wanted to. Like the guy's sitting on piles of money. Like, yeah, of you know, course. he's like, I wanted to. So of course he does. He's been irrelevant for years. Well, exactly. Yeah, but, but, I, but, you know, but I, but I, but but from sometimes everything, people are happy with that. Yeah, from, you every, know? from, and, you know, he's sitting from everything that I've seen, irrelevant and not having paparazzi sticking cameras in his face. Yeah, from everything that I've seen, he was comfortable in that irrelevancy. Like he didn't really Ain't nothing wrong want to come back. And he had kids, and he took time to spend like, yeah. daddy daycare. So I think yeah. <laughs> so I I think oh, that man. he has like a he's made like a conscious effort to come back, so I was kind of going with the same logic that, like, he's doing this because he thinks it's going to be good, and that's why he's doing it. So I I had Coming to America 2 on my draft board as yep, well. I did too. Um, I'm not 100% certain it's going to be good. I want it to be good, but I, I approached through that same logic. No, this, this has every bit of uh, the nutty professor written all over it, <laughs> where it's like, what made Coming to America the original funny was that Eddie Murphy played multiple roles, yeah. including the old Jewish guy, which is still hysterical to this great. day. Great. But he is, in my opinion, he, he hit gold with Dolomite. He hit gold. 
this was greenlit way before Dolomite. That so is now true. we can't that say true. retrospectively, we can't look backwards and say, oh, well, this came first and therefore it was it was greenlit first. Right. No, this was something that he took because I think that this was the only thing that was paying him. What if this was the thing that he took and that then inspired his performance in Dolomite and huh. inspired him to make the that's, comeback. That's quite the so, leap. So yeah, that's, quite a, that's the a leap. bit of a stretch. So we were talking about, okay, what would it take to make Wonder Woman a good movie? What would it take to make Coming to America a good movie? And I think you really hit the nail on the head, and it's Eddie Murphy playing different roles. But I think, I think if you script. see him, you see him as like an old Jewish guy, you see him coming in and playing all these different roles, I think it's going to be funny. I think it's going to be a very funny movie with Eddie Murphy in in costumes and just being Eddie Murphy but the way that he was. it's not today's humor. It's not today's humor. Like, yeah. but Dumb and Dumber 2. make it today's humor. It's so hard. It's so hard. Zoolander was funny in its time. Right now, there aren't enough people who would find that funny. Yeah, stands up today. You can watch that movie, and if it was released, I guarantee you, you cannot. I guarantee you, you cannot. There are not enough people right now who would watch that movie today. I agree. People would be offended by it today. They have to evolve the script. One hundred percent. Yeah, people absolutely be offended by it today. Just, I mean, Eddie Murphy and uh, Arsenio Hall were playing like caricatures of African people from Africa. People would a thousand percent be offended by that today. But it, it. it wasn't in a bad was, light. Was it was no, I know that, but it doesn't matter. No, in today, no, like, I agree with you, but in today's climate, it doesn't matter. Do you remember the product? Yeah. The Soul Glow. Yeah. So, exactly. so here's, that would so not happen. Here, yeah. So here's the thing you have to remember about. Oh, so silky smooth. <laughs> here's the thing you have to remember about, about woke culture. Woke culture does not understand context. Yes. So it doesn't matter what your context is. It, if it's even remotely offensive in a different context, yes. regardless of the context you are portraying it in, then I'm still going to be offended. Yep. That's the, mm. the bottom line of woke culture. Yep. Mm. All right. So let's uh, hold on real quick. Was there anything else from the oh, fourth round? For me, it was Dune. Just because. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm glad you picked All this. Right. I'm really yeah, glad right. you picked this. Just because it's like I, I, I had Dune on my draft board. Um, I was going to draft it. It was taken from me. But it was another one of those movies where I'm looking at it and everything I've read about it, I'm just like, I, this. Dune was not in this round. I thought we're in round uh, three, aren't we? We're in round four. No, we already did round three? Well, I'm an idiot then. So, hang on. (laughs) Going. I was about to say, how did I skip over that? I thought this was round four as well. Uh, Going to round four then. Wait, I had my my one for round four. Where? Man, I want to... No, so real quick, Dune, I think that this is going to be one of those movies that is the exception to everything else, and I think it's actually going to be bad for the way that movies are, because I think that this is going to be a remake that's going to do really well. I think it, I think it's going to be a good movie, um, and, and I think that it's a good story. I think the story is good enough. I think it's enough sci-fi and enough adventure to be something almost like a, like a Blade Runner. Like they've been trying to do it forever. They've been trying to do it. And that's what scares me. I think that it's going to be really good. Um, I'm 50, 50 on it. Uh, my other one would be no time to die just because. Oh yeah. Yeah. James Bond. Yeah. 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 Just because I. Garbage. Garbage. If you go by the every other rule. Then he's he's due to have he's, a good one. Yeah, this is going to be a good one, I think, because the last one was not so great. Yeah, what was um, it, Spectre? Spectre. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was. Not um, but then, but before Spectre was Skyfall, which was 
awesome. Amazing. Amazing. And Casino yeah. Royale is is one of my favorite right. Bond movies. And Quantum, yeah. but Quantum of Solace was like hot garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like so, the I, hottest. I so think, I think that No Time to Die is going to be good. Yeah. And I, I like the title. I've heard people shitting on the title, No Time to Die. It's so James Bond. Exactly. It's so James Bond. I've heard people like trying to like pick it apart. Like, what does that mean? Of course, they're like, when is ever a time to die? I'm like, have you ever seen a James Bond movie? Like, this is the most James Bond title, like, ever. Like, it's quick aside, quick aside. You know what my favorite movie title of all time is? Oh, God. There's a Steven Seagal movie called Half Past Dead. (laughs) 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 And it's like, they were so close to No Time to Die. And they just missed it. They Wait, I'm gonna it. I'm gonna one up you on Steven Seagal movie titles. Oh, here right? we go. So the there was a movie um, called he he made a movie called Out for a Kill. Out like like out for a stroll. Like out yeah. for a kill. Exactly. Out for a kill. Exactly. Got it. And the tagline for it <laughs> took titles from two of his previous movies and combined it into this. The tagline was, "He's been out for justice." And he's been hard to kill. Oh. Two of his previous movies. Oh. Is, but he's never been out for a kill. Wow. It's like wow. my favorite tagline of all time. Wow. That's I'm going to go watch that. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like a must-watch. That is amazing. Yeah, it's like... Oh. like that I was, love Steven Seagal. Dude, man. how could you not? He's so like, bad at everything, but it's not? just amazing. Yeah. All right. So all right, round five. Round. In order, done with Free Guy. Magnifico with Downhill. Andrea with Never Rarely, Sometimes, Always, Caroline with The Rhythm Section, Parker with Bios, John with Bob's Burgers, Dan with Prom, Phil with B. Water, Janine with The 40-Year-Old Version, Detective Rob with Untitled Tom McCarthy Project, Matt Damon title, Could Be Stillwater. (laughs) That's how it was drafted. Could Be Stillwater. Anthony with Samaritan, and Malazzo with The Last Thing He Wanted. First of all, let's just say that Andrea's pick of never, rarely, sometimes, always is such like an Andrea pick. It, it's it, last year she picked to dust. I know, right? Like, and we were all like, "What the hell is yeah. this?" And it crushed. It's like such an Andrea pick. This pick. <laughs> so it just had its press screening yesterday. Oh yeah, it did. It's at one hundred percent. Motherfucker! I know. <laughs> God damn it! How does she find this shit? How she does must, she find it? She must I, know somebody. It's it's amazing. All right, so I'm gonna go the one that stood out for me. Okay. Was Bob's Burgers <laughs> because there it is. I just so but it, 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 and it's not that's because a, that's a John Magnifico pick, right? right. There. And and so, but I'll be honest, I, I love Bob's Burgers. I think Bob's Burgers is a hilarious show. But the reason this pick stood out for me is because what is going on with this movie? The, as of right now, the plot is unknown. Yep. It it at the time of drafting, I wasn't even sure if it was live action or animated. Now I know for a fact that it's animated. It's too bad because um, I would love to see that freak show in live action. Also, yes, I was disappointed that it was not live action. But I just. I, I guess my, my issue with this movie is I'm looking at this movie like the Simpsons movie. Like, d- do we really need this? No. Like, I don't think we it's need this gonna, movie. It's well. Like, fuck I you, gonna, I care. Like, because I love Bob's Burgers. Well but monetarily, it's not going to do well. From, yeah, from I, I think. No, I, I agree too. I think this cares. movie. I think this movie is going to get buried. I think it's going to yeah. get buried by critics and the box office. Of alike. course, you know what I will say is that we said the same thing about Teen Titans go to the movies. I know. And what see. what did that score on Rotten Tomatoes? It was like 94%. It was like 94, yeah. It was absurd. And Dunn picked that in like one of the last rounds of our first year of the league and it's like it's that kind of Teen shit. Titans did you wait go did, to the movies? Did you actually did you actually see it? Yeah, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. And and uh, hot take, the best Stanley cameo in any movie ever was in Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Wait, what was his cameo? Oh, see? Wait, I forget his cameo now. It's a cartoon cameo. Right, what was it? I forgot. 
it was basically them just like acknowledging the fact that he's popping up in the wrong, oh, the yeah, wrong that's universe. Right. It's like you're not supposed to be here. That's right. And wow. it's like it is so perfectly timed, but also like what a great, that's what like, a great way for DC to honor Stanley. I know. Yeah, that was beautiful. But yeah. anyway, I digress. Bob's Burgers, in my opinion, is going to be a, is, is going to be a train wreck. I agree. But John is yeah, he's got a nose for these things. John finished second place last year. Yeah. I'm not going to be the one that Motherfucking goes out on little a limb. women. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I'm not going to be the one to go on a limb and say that he's wrong about it. So yeah. I think it's going to be bad, but look, I'm not going to make that as my pick from the round. What yeah. I am going to say is, is I'm going to take a big fat dump on Enemy of the Show. Oh, here we oh, go. Here we go. Dan, I know you're listening. The prom. Oh, the prom. <laughs> this was the most egotistical, <laughs> I'm smarter than all of you pick. And here's what's so funny about this is that like the only person who would have picked this movie besides him is his wife. And they draft <laughs> in the same spot, right? They always go to a bar to do the draft. And so the two of them are sitting across the table from each other. And he probably is so butthurt that she whooped his ass last night. Oh, you know he is. And so he was probably sitting there at that table going like, she's not taking prom. She's not taking yeah. prom. What is prom? Okay, it's an A-list cast. A-list cast. It's got everybody from, what's the woman that everybody in Hollywood loves? The older woman? Um, Helen Mirren? No, the other one. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. That's amazing <laughs> that that clue just arrived at the right answer. Meryl Streep. Because there's only two of them. It's right. Helen Mirren and Meryl Streep. That's it. But like the thing, the thing has not been approved for theatrical release. Yep. It was produced by Netflix. Yep. It is not even guaranteed to come out in 2020. Dan made this pick because it wasn't on the pre-draft ranking shit that I put out. All right, I put out a seed list for everybody to pick from, and it wasn't on there. And so Dan, he, I believe he drafted that. it. I believe and then that. He, typed, he goes, "I'm really proud of myself for all the movies that Parker didn't have on the seed list." <laughs> I'm like, "You smug ass! This movie's not even going to come out this year, and it's probably going to go straight to Netflix. It's going to be garbage." Hasn't Tucker already had two movies <laughs> drop from his his board this not year? Officially, not officially. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're they're Netflix produced. He went after all these Netflix films because last year, oh, The Irishman got a theatrical release, so he bet on that happening with all the Netflix movies. I'm like, yep. you Not smug happening. ass. You Not smug happening. ass. I'm so happy that I get to just dump on Danny. You can't even defend himself. Right this is amazing. So so I'm going to pick the 40-year-old version. Yes. So the 40, So this is just... I had it on my board. I had it, yeah. I had it on my, my board as well. Um, such a great pick. Such a great looking movie. Yes. Um, the title, I wish the title was something different. Agreed. Because it's so, it's it's completely different than the 40-year-old virgin. Yes. Right? Like, it's, 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 like, it's it, like, it has nothing to do. It sounds like, like you're slurring your speech trying yeah. to say yeah. 40-year-old virgin. It's yeah. way too phenomenal. That is going yeah. to be a big problem with the movie from a financial perspective, but yes. from a critic's perspective, I think yeah, that it's going to be an absolutely great movie. It's about a playwright who is also a rapper, but she puts her rap career on hold to essentially get her play going, yes. right? And I think it's it's going to be a touching story about an, an African-American woman, right? And her struggles in order to follow and pursue it's her dream exactly. of being on stage and, and being a playwright. I think it's going to be just absolutely amazing. Like, yeah. I wish I could have drafted and it's, it's it's entirely in black and white. Yes. And yeah. from what I understand, like it, it says something very important about how to succeed in black culture. Yes. Which is something that none of the three of us sitting around this table are gonna understand. <laughs> but 100%. but what they're saying is that like, you know, like there's like that long running joke where they say, like, if you're not a uh, an athlete or a rapper, you're never going to succeed. succeed. And yeah. so this is a woman who is trying to find her way 
in the art scene without becoming one yeah. of those stereotypes. And I think yeah. that's amazing. I think it's an amazing story. I think it's something that people should strive for. I think it's a great, like, I think it's just, I, I, I'm really glad that it's being put to screen. And, and I think I think that this is just like an absolute banger choice because I don't see this scoring any less than a 90%. And, and I think coming no out way. of Sundance, yeah, I think 100%. that this, the distribution deal this thing strikes, you can, you can put me on the record here. It's a podcast. <laughs> 15 million distribution deal. Which that would be yeah, that, that means that. you're banking on box office crossing two hundred and fifty million. You're yeah. buying at fifteen. Yeah. So yep. I think I think that this movie is just pure gold. And and to pick it that far down, the the fifth round I know. that yeah. thing fell. I know. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So good pick by Janine for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go sixth round here. Hold on, let me pull up my draft order here for sixth round. All right, starting off, Malazzo, The Price of Silence, Anthony, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Detective <laughs> Rob. The Many Saints of Newark, Janine, Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy, The Ren and Stimpy Story, uh, Phil, Tom and Jerry, Dan, Next Goal Wins, John, Four Good Days, Parker, Candyman, Caroline, Trolls World Tour, Andrea, Antebellum, Magnifico, Uncle Frank, and Dunn, Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway. <laughs> All right. Magnifico, what stands out? Uh, Uncle Frank, because this movie was supposed to be yep. released today, yep. and I don't have a score on it. Uh, no, it's it's it, it was pushed back. It's a summer release now. Oh, it got pushed back. It's a, it's a good thing for you. Everyone. I didn't even notice that. I, yeah. I I swear I looked today. And it, it still no, had no, a January twenty fifth release date. It's a, no, it's a Sundance only right now. Oh, but there's rumors. The... There's rumors that it's picked out a slot in midsummer to come out. Yeah, well, I sure which... hope so because this movie appealed to me as just not for anything other than really. Like I looked at it, the you know the cast is nothing super special. Paul Bettany right. is the one that stands out the most. Well, um, I yeah, I do, I do too. Yeah, um, but it just this is one of those movies I, I looked at and it just struck me as like you know, Sundance fucking critic wank stuff. You know, just drama. Yes. You know, the, the stuff that critics just eat up. And uh, so it just seemed like a safe mid mid round pick for me. Yeah, yep. you're thinking it's going to get like kind of like a between a seventy and eighty. I'm thinking high eighties, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I honestly I can't even ballpark that one. Yeah. I know that it's it's it it's intriguing for yeah. sure, but it's it's one of those Sundance films that you know it's going to get scooped. It's just whether or not it gets a theatrical release. That's right. my holdup. Exactly. Yeah. So the the pick that I I think stands out in this one as we laughed at it, and I'm going to toot my own horn again. It is Bill and Ted. Oh God! I think that. Okay, wait, before you go, can we just say that it is impossible for coming to America, Ghostbusters Afterlife. And Bill and Ted to all succeed. Yeah, it <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, one I, of those I, three I is going to happen. Two least. out of those three can, and I think oh, this, is, this is the one. I think that Bill and Ted is going to succeed. I think that Keanu Reeves and everything he touches right now is turning to gold. I was just going right. to say, I guarantee I know Anthony's draft strategy. So, this one, it's all about Keanu Reeves. And again, I, I think it's very much, I think that the movie is going what to be of, very much like um, uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I think it's going to be very heavily based around their daughters because that's really like who are sure. in this movie and that's what kind of the movie is about. And I think that Keanu Reeves is going to be sort of a, a lesser role or maybe he's taking a little bit of a backseat to the, the two actresses that are, are playing his daughters, right? And I think that the story is going to be good enough and it's going to be funny enough and it's going to have enough nostalgia to actually bring people to the box office. And I think people are going to like it. I think it's going to be funny enough to give us enough of that Bill and Ted feel Right, and then and and still like be a good movie and a good story that's told. At the right. end. So I'll and go that's on record be as like saying a, a feel good movie. I'm seeing the movie, 
Oh, 100%. There is no way that this movie scores below a 70%. There's uh, so, no way. So that's where I think you're wrong. Is I think that this has, you know, for whatever reason, what's the blonde haired guy's name? Oh, uh, Alex. Something. Alex Winters. Yes, no. yes. Oh, Winter really? Winters. Yes. One or the other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, look, they are funny as teenagers behaving great that way. And freaked. When we, oh my God, freaked. <laughs> anyway, no, I have not thought about that movie. Oh my Until God. just now. <laughs> but anyway, so um, great practical effects and freaked. But anyway, very um, good practical. I think effects. that when we look at Bill and Ted, that the stoner kind of wash around type personality that is very charming in a teenager is going to age like milk. And <laughs> and as adults, I think that that movie just it it does not resonate with me as something that critics will respond with. I'm going to see it. Not a critic movie. Yeah, I, I agree. I think of the I think of the three you mentioned, I think this one is the one for me that has the most risk because I, yes. I think it will probably be hilarious. Yes. And I think I'm going to really enjoy it. I don't think critics it's will. It's a movie made for us three sitting around this table. Exactly. Exactly. Sure. So I'm going to go on record as saying that my boy Detective Rob had the standout pick in this round, which was... The Many Saints of Newark. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea that this movie was coming out. I had no idea what it was about. I have never watched, you guys are probably going to kill me, a single episode of The Sopranos. <laughs> I've never watched it. Okay. <laughs> this movie has me intrigued. Oh, yeah, And for sure. John Bernthal, in those, those leaked photos of him in that shiny silver suit that came out, I am so on board for whatever the hell this thing is going to be. And I... I think he's a fantastic actor. I think he's highly underrated. Oh, like, as an actor, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think he's yeah, very I underrated like, as an actor. If The Walking Dead made any mistake, it was they killed him off way too way soon. Too soon. Can you imagine? That show would be still going strong if they kept him on. But anyway. Yeah. He was the most interesting character. This pick from Detective Rob is an inspired pick for this round because, look, Downton Abbey, you, uh, you caught the brunt of it last year from me where I was dumping all over that film and I was 100% wrong. Yeah. TV, especially HBO to movie adaptations, they can do it. Yep. They have done it. Yep. It's been successful. This is the next one. But I agree. I'm, I'm, this, this falls in the boat of Bob's Burgers with me, right? It's like, do we need this? Do we need this? It's it's a prequel to Sopranos. You're going to have to show the work on how like, you're connecting Bob's Burgers to the Sopranos. Because it's, 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 do we need this, right? Do we need this movie? We don't need this movie. Sopranos was ended, and a lot of people don't like the way that Sopranos was ended, right? So, but like, do we need a movie that's talking about Tony it's Soprano's- It's a prequel, though, right? Yeah, yeah it's, prequel, it's about, yeah, it's about his early years, right? Which- Oh, yeah. A lot of no, it, it's is it about him growing up? Is it about it just says it's about his early years, right? Yeah, so it just means when he's like younger, as maybe it's the first time he killed somebody or something. There's got to be something that's compelling about this, and because yeah. I mean, Ray Liotta in it is a good sign, you know, obviously a veteran from different gangster sure. movies, yeah. but I mean, they don't have. Anybody else from the show? I mean, you know, maybe you would think that there's going to be maybe anti-aging technology. Maybe there's a few surprises. So, so here's here's what I'll say about the the do we need this? Because I agree with you. That was my initial and it's his son who's playing. Yeah, him, right. So right. my my initial yeah. thought was like the do we need this? But I also agree with you, Parker. That I think it's going to be a big a big success. The uh, I don't know why this is the first thought that came into my head, but when Better Call Saul was first announced, the first thing I said was. Do we need this? Me too. This Me sounds too. like a terrible fucking idea. And yeah. Better Call Saul is awesome. Better Call Saul is amazing, like, but awesome. Bob Odenkirk is an amazing actor, and he it just nails that role. So we were just saying the same thing about Bernthal, though. Yeah, yeah so John Bernthal can carry his shit. Yeah. All right. I. Yeah, but I he's feel not like the main is, character. 
He's one of the main characters. He's one of the main characters, yeah. but he's not the main character. Yeah, but I mean, even even if I think there's enough examples of movies where the main lead is so so, but the supporting cast yes. lifts them up. You Agreed. know, yeah. Agreed. All right, uh, are we ready to move to the next round? Go. Yeah, yeah for All sure. Right. Give me just a second here. All right, so we're gonna go done with the first <laughs> with the first pick in whatever <laughs> round this is. Seventh, seventh round. Seventh round. Taylor Swift, Miss Americana. <laughs> Then we've got Magnifico, Nine Days, Andrea, The Last Shift, Caroline, The Assistant, Parker, The Evening Hour, John, Worth, Dan, The Boys in the Band, Phil, West Side Story, Janine, Praise This, Detective Rob, Death on the Nile, Anthony, Coded Bias, and Malazzo, The Turning, which we already know how The Turning turned out. <laughs> it's garbage. Garbage. 12%. Um, I'm going to tell wow. you what mine is because this round stood out to me because I took a I, – I did not take a pick actually earlier that I semi-regret not taking now seeing the, the sort of score that it has. Uh, the Assistant. Yeah, Caroline's pick. Yes, yep. because I, I looked at this. I was hovering over it for, for quite a while and I, init- and, and I ended up making the – the decision, it, the, the the thing that, that turned me away from it was it reminded me too much of that movie The Secretary. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. Just interesting. like the, the overall premise. Yeah, just yeah. like kind of reminded mm-hmm. me of that, which which I thought that movie was interesting, but it didn't do well with critics. Yep. Right? So that was initially what turned me away from this, and I'm regretting it because I think it's like, like in the 70s now, which is respectable for this late in the right. game. Right. So I'm regretting not taking this one. That one stood yep. out for me. Actually, it just jumped. Oh, so it? It's up to 80-something now. Motherfucker. Yeah, also, the, the female lead in that movie uh, from Ozark, whose name I forget. Julia Garner. Yeah, so, Julia Garner. Yeah. She is amazing in yes. Ozark. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. And it's, a good, it's a really good show. This is going to be yeah. Yeah. This is gonna be a solid pick. Yep. I agree. Yeah. All right, Anthony, did you have anything from that round? Um, wait, let me see. Right, go, let, let me go see, to mine. Yeah, go to here. yours. Let me see the picture. All right, again. so I, I'm going to call out the one that I think is going to be the biggest garbage heap. I know it has early round reviews that are positive. Okay. Taylor Swift documentary. <laughs> I knew you were going for that. I knew you were the going trailer for it. just dropped the other day. It looks like the most self-aggrandizing pile of crap. Yeah. Where it's like, here, let me explain to you why I became a liberal mouthpiece. Yeah. And I'm going to make a feature-length film about it. Now, that aside, okay, the movie looks like garbage. It'll probably review really well. The issue is, is that it is produced and distributed by Netflix. Yeah. They are premiering it at Sundance. It is never going to see a theater. Ever. I don't think it because is Because it's either. not going to get any reward, or awards consideration. So Netflix is, of course, going to drop this thing right to streaming. So done picking it. Regardless of what you think about Taylor Swift or what you think about the movie <laughs> itself, it's going to be a 0%. Yeah. It's yeah. never going to touch a theater. And it was just like done. I don't know. The comic book strategy went out the window for him at yeah. some point. And he oh, was yeah. like... And he was like, "I'm just gonna pick a Taylor Swift documentary yeah, because there wasn't what the enough." Hell? You know, like you know, you know, Netflix. You know, Netflix is looking at that movie like the, they're like the the guy in the meme, you know, where he's, where he's <laughs> rubbing his hands, right? Because this is the kind of movie that Netflix looks at and is like, "Okay, Taylor Swift, yes. obviously no brainer. Oh, yeah. We're gonna drop this right on our platform, and it's gonna be the next big thing that people are gonna talk about for the next like three weeks or whatever. You know? It's gonna be a whole big, it's gonna be a whole big fucking thing." Yep. Yeah. 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 I agree. I don't think this is a theater. No. Anthony. So my my pick would be West Side Story, Ooh. right? So West Side Story, I hope in a bad way. So both, right? Yep. So yep. so I think musicals are doing very well right now. Agreed. I think that that if you were to tell this story in the right way and you kept it true to the source material, this could actually be a good movie. 
It you know, be. Cats was a musical. <laughs> yes. Cats. Just <laughs> throwing that out there. You said the word. You said it. You so, said cats. So, cats. I feel dirty. So, cats. Yep. Was a musical. And, uh, yeah. Oh, boy. Was that a stinker. And, uh, I mean, this one this one is high risk. Because it has. This is not one that you're, you're saying, okay, it's either going to be between 60 and 80. You're saying that this one is going to be between 90 and and 10. Yes. Like, right. like this has it's such Spielberg. a wide it's range. It's Spielberg. What was his last movie? Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. Ready Player One. And it sucked. Hey. And it sucked. Ready Player One sucked. Ready Player One was Excuse a terrible me. movie. The movie was terrible. The that book f- is amazing. Yeah, I love movie. the book. The book is great. The book the is amazing. Terrible. The movie was not good. Um, Excuse me. <laughs> I do believe there's a huge battle sequence that includes Battletoads and... Uh, the final battle sequence is good. I, I, so I many just, things happening no. that you don't even keep, can't no, even I, follow it. No, I, it's I, fine. No, I jizzed my pants when Shoti became a Gundam. Like, yeah. I was like... <laughs> Like, that was such a, cool a mark scene. for Gundam. And, and obviously having the Mecha Godzilla was a really cool scene, obviously true to the book. And having Chucky and the line, it's fucking Chucky, was yes. great. So here's what I'm going to say. I know I already said my pick, but my what turned me off from West Side Story yep. is West Side Story reminds me of uh, West Side Story in the Heights. Yeah, Arm- Armageddon, Deep Impact. Yep. Like yes. my same thing. And yeah. In yeah. the Heights yeah. is obviously yeah. going to be better. And I think West Side Story is just going to get shit on. Actually, but I West think both of them are the risky. More, yeah, I think they're both risky. Yeah, but who? But who's hotter? Be good. But who's hotter right it now? Lin Manuel Miranda or Steven Spielberg? Yeah, Lin Manuel. It's both of them are speaking to the cultural conversations that are happening regarding right. uh, immigration and whatnot, and they're both going to tie in yep. that 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 story arc. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if we see both do well with yeah. critics, but only one is going to win at the box. Office. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. All, All right, right, round eight. Yeah. Let's do this thing. Give me just a second here. All right. Malazzo with Malignant. Anthony with Fatherhood. Detective Rob with the SpongeBob movie Sponge on the Run. Janine with Happiest Season, Phil with Bad Boys for Life, Dan with Bad Hair, John Akavango, River of Dreams, Parker with Minari, Caroline with Jungle Cruise, Andrea, Palm Springs, Magnifico, Infinite, and Dunn with The Croods 2. Not a superhero movie. Not a superhero movie. I'm going to take this first, and I'm going to go, and the one that sticks out to me the most is Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Because... We often talk about, and all of our true reviewers know it. We I might have to eat my about, words about Emily Blunt real quick. <laughs> the rock bubble, right? Uh-huh. But the rock bubble only goes to financial success. If you yes. have the rock in your movie, you're going right. to make money. Right. Like it's going to be financially successful, but that doesn't mean it's going to get a good critic Agreed. score. Agreed. So skyscraper, so, yeah. so one, amazing oh, film, oh, dude. Terrible review. <laughs> skyscraper was a great movie with him it's with so the, 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 the no fucking leg. leg. Yeah. So no leg, stupid, yeah. dude. It's such a good movie. It's I hated just that everything movie. The Rock touches turns to gold. Man, you love it. It's, it's financial. It. It's financial yes. gold, and it is a great bad movie. It yes, an incredible. It's a great bad yeah. movie. But, I keep saying one hundred percent. I gotta stop. I don't think. I don't think that this movie is going to be well received by the critics because I don't think it's going to be a good movie. It's it looks an, weird. Yeah. And it's The Rock playing a jungle boat captain. It's it's, it's It looks like Jumanji. Well, it's it's literally it's a it's a movie based off of a ride right. in Disney, right? right? There have been many movies that have Pirates been based of the Caribbean. on Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, the first Pirates of the Caribbean was really good. Yes. None of the others were. Agreed. Right. 
Or so I mean, wouldn't that you wouldn't could that say maybe or like, then okay. that Jungle Cruise Jungle, might actually right. be good. But Jungle Cruise two, three, and four will be terrible. <laughs> do, avoid do you those remember, in do you remember Haunted Mansion, which was a, an Eddie Murphy film that he oh, starred dear in? God, yeah, and it was yeah. terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot all about that. <laughs> it was terrible. Which is also based off of a Disney ride, right? Like you're not going to have it. Did you see Dumbo recently? Also based off of a Disney ride. Dumbo was well, terrible. Dumbo was yeah, time out. Flag. <laughs> Dumbo was based on him. Oh. Tucker is screaming in his car. <laughs> yeah. right it's both. It's both the Disney God movie damn it, and, the, and the ride. Right? Also, it's, it's a movie and a ride. Which came first? The ride or the, the movie? The movie! <laughs> the movie was made in like 1948. <laughs> like, uh, I swear, the ride came first. So it's based off of a ride that I didn't get a chance to Do go Do you see what I have to put up with? Do you see what I have to put up with? So anyway, so it's based off of a ride, and it didn't do well. It, 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 well. it became fat at some point. <laughs> it, it transferred from being like, wait, did it come off of a ride? To now it is just fact. Yeah, Anthony has established it. Right. It's, I've established it, right. So, In the book of Anthony. Yeah, 100%, which is always, we, we know, uh, that's a real 4%er right there. So, so but like, I, I just... I don't think that it's going to be a good movie. I think you're going to have The Rock playing The Rock. I think that you're going to have, um, you know, it, it's essentially going to be an action film with trying to wrap it around like yeah. a, a child's story. And I don't think it's going to be any good. All right. Mine? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Bad Boys for Life. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Because this movie, I was... Opened against the second round pick in our draft, Doolittle, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and both of them did fantastically. I was... I was... Certain, like a thousand percent certain that Bad Boys for Life was not going to break like 60% with yeah, credit. Because you bucket it with Ghostbusters and Coming to America 2 and Bill and Ted. Yep. You bucket it in with and all Michael of those. Yeah. And Michael Bay. And Will Smith has been cancer. Yes. yes. Cancer. Yes. Movies have been so Yes. Bad. And Martin Lawrence so hasn't done jack fucking shit. Like, you know. I made a big deal that I took this off my draft board. I remember that. I said, it is not on my draft board anymore yeah. because I think this movie is going to be absolute trash. It yep. fell off in the 10th round and holy crap do I have to eat my yeah. words. Seriously, I agree. I felt the same way. Holy crap. Yeah. Especially when I saw the trailer. When I saw the trailer, yeah. I was like, this movie looks so bad. Yeah. Like, another one nobody those... could enjoy this movie. Now, in defense of what we were talking about before, this is another movie that's like, do we need this? Do we need another sequel? Also, but apparently, yeah. yes. Apparently, I guess out. we do. And the other thing to notice is that it's got a 97% audience score. See, that right? I expected. Yeah. I expected people to love this I movie. Did, I did not. No, I did. yeah. Because like the second one, the yeah. second one was nowhere near as good as the first one. The well, first one was no. amazing. Yeah, the um, second one they're was garbage. Not. I think they're both amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you can give me Michael Bay. That's not Transformers any day of the week. I mean, I will fare. I'll Pain watch and Gain is one of my yeah. favorite movies. Pain and Gain. Yeah. Amen. 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 Is an amazing movie. Dude, grill in the hands. Yeah, dude, my grill favorite. in the hands, just high off his ass, and it just says dude. reminder. This, this is actually based happened. On a true yeah, story. So awesome. All right, so I'm going to jump in. I'm big. <laughs> I'm going to jump in. My standout pick is Palm Springs. So that's an Andrea okay. pick. Yep. I'm predicting that it's going to be 80% or higher. Yep. Let me just run down. So this is Andy Samberg. Yep. All right. Okay. Let me run down real quick for you. His movies since 2015. 2019, Bash Brothers, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. 2018, Hotel Trans Transylvania, 62%. 2017, Brigsby Bear, 82%. Michael Bolton's big sexy Valentine Day special <laughs> was in 2017, 100%. 100%. Tour de Pharmacy, 2017, Tour de Pharmacy, 89%. 2016, Storks, 66%. 2017, 
2017, or excuse me, 2015, Seven Days in Hell, 86%, and 2016 yep. was Popstar, 78%. Andy Sandberg is bona fide. Yeah. A critic's goldmine. 100%. This is an indie film. It's premiering at Sundance. It does not have a release date yet. I guarantee you, this thing gets scooped up. It gets a huge distribution deal. It's going to touch theaters, and this thing is going to blow the hell up. This what guy was that is BMX awesome. movie he was in. Hot Rod. <laughs> Hot Rod. Yeah. Yo, I just Hot watched Rod, it. That movie was Hot great. Rod yeah. is a garbage movie. That, that movie, movie is, is funny. So Anthony. garbage. Can we? Can you pull up the score on Hot Rod? It's got like a forty percent. Yeah. If if that that would be lucky. That movie was so bad. I'm telling you, Hot Rod is underratedly hilarious, and our slack butt would agree. Thirty nine percent. What did I say? I said forty. Yeah. Yeah. Forty. Hot Rod. I think Hot Rod's funny. Yeah. 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 So I, I think that this is going to be a movie. And they just doesn't get it. That, oh, that's got to be it. And Popstar. Did you see Popstar? Yes. yes. Underrated. I actually did yeah. not. Yeah. Underrated, okay. hilarious comedy. Okay. So I think I think Andy Sandberg is going to be gold. Yeah. All yeah. right. I mean, you could be. Let's I already have my round here. eight, my round nine pick. Oh ready boy, to go. here we go. All right. So first was done. Venom two. <laughs> Magnifico. <laughs> Dinner in America. Venom two is not even coming <laughs> out. I know. Yeah. Not even close. It wasn't even on the board. <laughs> wait, wait. There's one that's even worse. So wait. Andrea has farewell more. Yeah. Caroline with <laughs> cyborg. <laughs> Uh, Parker with Horse Girl, John, Zola, Dan, Devil All the Time, Phil, Color Out of Space, Janine, The Nowhere Inn, Detective Rob, Dream Horse, Anthony, Godzilla vs. Kong, and Malazzo, Red Notice. So this is the point in the draft where, like, we really get to those movies that it's just like, what the fuck is out? And You're like scraping. This is, this is just like, like, okay, there's other movies that, like... Like, what wait, are these wait, movies? Wait, you wait, wait, let, me start this off. let me start this off. Okay. I said at the top of the show, I thought yeah. something that was a first-round pick fell all the way to the eighth round. Yeah. Okay. Anthony. Godzilla versus King Kong. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody knows I love a good kaiju. Man, I, I, man kaiju big battle, dude. This, yeah. is, this is the equivalent of Tom Brady falling to the sixth <laughs> round of the NFL draft. Dude, this is... Godzilla versus King Kong falling all the way to the eighth round is outright blasphemous. It's you want to know what my prediction is on a Rotten Tomato score for this? 100%. <laughs> it is going to be no. pure gold. Because you know what? Say what you will about this movie. It earned this crossover event. It, it earned did. it. It, did. it, did. it, it really put out did. three movies. They tied the storylines together. <laughs> and here we go. Yeah. And Kong is going to fight Godzilla, everybody. And there's going to be Mecha Godzilla. It's going to be it's amazing. It's going to have Mecha Godzilla. Come on. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> put it in the books. Yeah. Boom. You know what? Thank you. Thank you. I, 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 When I saw that this movie was still available, I was like, how is it still available? It's going to be way better than everybody thinks. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown is back in it. And is she? Yeah. Is she really? Yeah, I think so. I screamed when you yeah. took this. I was so mad. <laughs> Everybody teased me that it was going to be my first round pick, and I was like, no, I'm going to wait it out. Yeah. I literally screamed. I Little was so did you upset. know, yeah. Oh, such a good movie. Okay. Such a good movie. Okay, so, wait a minute. No. Yeah, yeah, she is. So Millie Bobby Brown, Alexander Skarsgård is going to be in it as well. Um, Jessica is he, Henwick. Is he Pennywise? Which uh, Skarsgård yes. yes. No, the, no, I thought no. Bill was... Uh, was Pennywise? There Bill are was too Penny. many stars. He's, he's the one from uh, from True Blood. Yeah, I thought Bill was Pennywise. Whatever. I know Peter. Whatever. Yeah, there's too many of them. Yeah, I no, agree. Forget it. I'm um, telling you. Okay, so yeah, my round nine. Selling stars guard from Thor. My round nine standout pick, very similar to a reasoning for my round eight pick. Here we go. Because 
if there's one actor in all of these movies and all of the picks that you want to call critics cancer, it's Nicholas fucking Cage. And this motherfucker, this motherfucker. never saw Mandy. Mandy no, no. is amazing. No, Mandy okay. is amazing. Mandy okay. is amazing. Aside, movie. okay, okay. So one movie in the last twenty years he's done. Anyway, top 10. It's in my top 10 anyway, top. I'm not dis- disputing that. But from a critical perspective, overall, on average, yes. in the last nineteen years, Nick Cage has been critics' cancer. Yes. And this movie, Color Out of Fucking Space, is coloring like ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. But as of this morning, it yeah. dropped to like eighty six. But so it, it okay. had its it had its release. for a ninth round pick, like unbelievable, yeah. fucking Insane. unbelievable. God Insane damn it, reward. dude! And look, I will. I, no, but there's not even a risk with that. It's Nicolas Cage. There shouldn't be a question of risk. It, just, it uh, should be a not even on your draft board movie. It looks weird as shit. Yes, Mandy, Mandy, ninety one percent. Yeah, Mandy that was, is. That was like, his, no, yeah, no, no. I'm not movie. disputing Mandy. Okay, but go back and look at his other movies for the last ten years. This is <laughs> such yeah. a great way to like epitomize what our culture of 2020 is right now. Yeah, where people are like, wait, there's a movie that's super weird. 100 percent yeah, yeah people are lining people up down the block that. to see weird shit hell yeah it's i like agree if with I, you if That's i had why mandy was great yeah it was so weird it was so over the top. seriously if so i had tricky. 11 toes people would be like i'll buy a ticket to go see a gym <laughs> with 11 have toes. you seen midsummer midsummer is the same way oh, yeah, over the yeah. top super weird oh, super trippy yeah, but great. what a great that movie. movie made me want to vomit oh, dude, that movie is great. <laughs> all right anthony do you have anything out of this round I mean, we could talk about yeah. the mistakes that are Venom 2 and Cyborg. Well, yes, so, can we talk so, about that? Well, let's talk about Cyborg for a second because I don't even know this movie. What is okay, Cyborg? I will tell you the quick, DC, the quick and dirty. Oh, the DC Cyborg? The quick and dirty is, yes. is that right after they announced Justice League, they put is out this, this slate out? at Comic-Con. No. Yeah. They put out a slate at Comic-Con yes. of movies that were going to be released from like 2011 yeah. through like 2029 or yeah, something yeah. like that. And Cyborg was slated to come out in 2020. Yes. It has not been mentioned since. No, but DC has was, not said it's off their slate. He was a terrible slate. character in a terrible but movie. He's, no, Although so, he was referenced in uh, Crisis on Infinite. So here's the thing, though. So, so you're correct. DC cool. has not said that it's off the slate. However, last year they did confirm that Ray, uh, or what's his name, Ray, Ray Parker or whatever, yeah. um, he is no longer tied to the role. So they're like, going to change the actor who is... Well, no, this movie's not coming out this year. So that's the thing. Cyborg is not be, being released in 2020. Is it going to be Michael B. Jordan? No, Cyborg... Michael B. Jordan comes out. Hell Cyborg. yeah. Cyborg, Cyborg Hell is... Hell yeah. Love me some yeah. Michael B. Seriously. Yeah, so does everyone else. And that's no. why he's in everything. Yeah. Cyborg right. is simply not coming out in 2020. No. It no doesn't way. have... There's there's nobody attached to it. Look, if you yeah. go if you go on IMDb, That's why I was curious. I was like, wait a minute, what is this movie? Like, if is, you, I thought like I thought you were talking about the Jean Claude Van Damme movie. No, if you go on, if you go on, <laughs> yeah, if you go on IMDb and search Cyborg, because IMDb will put like if there's literally a movie that like is it's a written, if, if there's yeah. if there's a movie idea that's written down on a cocktail napkin somewhere in Los Angeles, IMDb has it listed as in production or pre production or in development. Cyborg, when you search Cyborg on IMDb, you get the $6 million man, a.k.a. Cyborg, yep, Cyborg. and the Cyborg movie is Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's it. Yeah. So this movie is not happening. Right. Period. Right. <laughs> Certainly not in 2020. It was it was such a bizarre pick. Um, and then Dunn picking Venom 2, same thing. Yes. <laughs> we haven't heard anything about out. it. And Dunn was like, this it's seems like the see. best pick. Yeah, and it's never going to, it's not coming. It's not coming out this year. Like, when, it's going to happen. When Morbius goes down and has a score that's as bad as The Mummy, 
Oh, oh, that's actually a good bet. Who? What scores better, the Mummy or Morbius? What did Mummy get? Like forty percent, something like that. Like the Mummy. I I think twenty. That was I. I I think it was twenty. I want to toot my own horn for the Mummy on that uh, for a minute on that one because the moment the moment that they announced that the they were that Universal Studios was making the Dark Universe, like the moment they announced it, I said this is going to crash and burn. It's not even going to get off the ground. Yep, I agree. Um, real quick, I want to give a shout out to my pick because it just uh, had its opening was Horse Girl, which I thought was going to be a movie. Um, so it's got Alison Brie in the lead role. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be choice. a movie that was going to be about a girl who has a horse. Yeah. But yeah. apparently it's not about that at all. It's about a woman who is having trouble differentiating the real world from a fake world that she's creating in her head. Oh. And the only leaked photo is like of her body standing at a telephone booth. And her head is turned completely around backwards. Man, so in the that's weird movie premise, that cool. seems to be like that's going to be. The and Alison Brie, like if you watch, um, what's the uh, the, the uh, glow? Yes, yeah, I love oh, glow. Absolutely, yeah. love right. that show. Alison Brie yeah. is legit, and yeah, she's, she's in Community. She's yeah, absolutely, she's very legit. good. Yeah, and I think yep. that this might be her breakout. <laughs> yeah. This might be her breakout. Yeah, yeah. I Anthony, agree. did you have a movie pushed back to 2021? Yes, I did. Fatherhood. <laughs> I just realized. Yes, oh, yeah. Fatherhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fatherhood was pushed back, yeah. so I had a big fat zero. For fatherhood. Again, trying to go with like, okay, it's a single father raising his daughter. Right? I thought it was going to be. What are woke people going to like? Yeah, Yeah. what are woke woke critics going to like? Look at that picture of Alison Brie. Yeah, can we just put that up? There you go. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good picture. Good picture. And if you watch Glow, she's topless about like one out of every 10. Yeah, no, she's a a super smoke. I would. Yeah. 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 All right, let's go to the final round here. Here we go. Ooh, final round. The closeout round. Baby, which baby, the last baby. pick the of the last of the round garbage. was the joke throughout <laughs> draft day. So here we go. Malazzo with Run. Anthony, Spaceship Earth. Detective Rob, Elsewhere. Janine, Sylvie's Love. Phil, A Thousand Cuts. Dan, Mank. John, Whirly Bird. Parker, Scoob. Caroline, Fantasy Island. Andrea, Save Yourselves. Magnifico, Underwater. And Dunn, Birds of Prey. <laughs> The last pick in the draft. We had been joking since the first round. It's still on the board. Somebody had to take Birds of Prey. Still on the board. Paid off in a huge way. He went back to the superhero draft strategy and took Birds of Birds of Prey with the absolute last pick in the draft. This movie looks so bad. Yeah, let's talk about that. It looks atrocious because that's definitely the one that I would definitely want to talk about because I actually think. No, don't say Anthony. Anthony, Anthony. I think it's going to be a good movie. I I think we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. (laughs) We're gonna Solid. take it out. Now, do you do you Quote think me here. Solid do you, seventy? Do you yeah. think Solid seventy? <laughs> do yeah. you think you're going to like it? I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be an enjoyable movie. I think it's gonna be. I think that the name is stupid. Oh, God. Um. I think that Margot Robbie uh, is actually. Uh, here, a great I will believe actress. you. I will believe you if you can tell me the entire name of the movie. Uh, it's Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. The fantabulous, the fantabulous, fantabulous and, and I'm so, and therefore the movie is going to be. I'm terrible. so mad that I even know that. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! It's I think it's going to be good. I think that Ewan McGregor is a, a great actor. I think that he's going to be great as the Black Mask. I think the Black Mask is a good enough villain and a scary enough villain that he's going to be good. I know that the production, like this disputes and the, the story to. disputes that they had <laughs> because so he was going to be like this child molester or murderer and things like that. And he's uh. not going to be that anymore. Um, Stop! But I think that it's the movie getting is worse. Going, I think the movie is going to be good. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a great addition to the DCEU, and and I think it's going to be interesting to see where they go from there. And you know, despite the fact that I liked Jared Leto's care uh, take on the Joker, they uh, kill him off. Anthony, so. 
And, okay, real so, quick, just l- let that sit. <laughs> Let's just let that stew in the room for a second here, okay? Solid 70. You heard it here. Solid 70. I don't think it's, I don't think it scores below 70. So here's what I'm going to say. 72, 73 is what I'm predicting. First of all, first of all, there's no such thing as the DCEU anymore as we Ooh. once knew it. First of all. Shot to the groin. Second of all, the only way that this movie is watchable is if they take a the, the approach needs to be like a um like a satire of itself like a tongue-in-cheek like like that's don't exactly like what it's gonna be. don't i don't think that's what it's gonna be the trailer does not make it appear to be that way at all but i think if they were to just you know make what, fun like, of like, themselves like, like jumanji-esque yeah what are you thinking I, I'm, I'm trying to think of an example of a movie but it's not like a movie that's satirizing itself exactly yeah, that's tough to pull up because you need source material that you can mock openly. Like, I think of, like, the Brady Bunch movie. Exactly, things like that, yeah. yeah. Right, where you have source material that's so corny and cheesy that it's easy to rip on. And so I think in this movie, they don't have, like, this crew of of characters from any sort of source material, but there's enough of their individual source material to rip on. But again, like I said, I'm all, but like that being said, I'm a hundred percent positive. That's not the direction this movie is going in. And therefore I'm certain it's going to be garbage. Hear me out. No, no, no. We heard you. We heard you. Woke critic culture. You have a team of strong female heroes. They are heroes. That's the whole point. Villain. Okay. Guaranteed, it doesn't score below. That is, villain. That does, is not good score logic. below does not score below seventy. Sound logic, but here is what I will say: is that Margot Robbie, and you guys know my feelings about her. I think she is the worst actress in Hollywood. You're crazy. Have no, you seen she, I Tanya? I have. I, I Tanya is an and amazing movie. She is it's hilarious. She's an amazing actress in it. It that is a movie that satires itself. I seen it actually. So it, it is great. That is a so great example yeah. of a movie that satires itself, and why I think that no. this movie is going to be so good. No. I Tanya is a fantastic movie, and Margot Robbie. Robbie in it is fucking awesome. It is it is a trumped up film. All right, no there way. is nothing <laughs> no about way. that film that made me sit down and go, "Wow, this is something amazing that I'm watching." What right are you now. talking about? It was hilarious. No, it was and, really funny. And if we were to go back through all the movies, so let's leave Wolf of Wall Street out, where frankly overrated performance. People compliment Margot Robbie in that role. You're crazy. Yeah. She was great. She Every was great. woman in a Martin Scorsese is like film, one of the greatest movies ever. Is, is is written like crap. And yeah. that role is written like crap. The movie would have been just as good without her in it. It is. Nah, and then you go through, what, Tarzan? Which, Dude. by the way, the 7-Eleven across the street is selling Tarzan for $3 <laughs> on Blu-ray. I'm not joking. I just saw it. it is, Margot Robbie is not a bankable star. Critics have no, no problem bashing the crap no. out of her right now. No. And the only reason she's good, she got praise in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is because she literally doesn't talk in the movie. <laughs> she doesn't say more than like five lines. Yeah. I'm telling you, I think I think she's a good actress. I think this is a good movie, and I think I think uh, it's got. I we're moving on from. I think it's got the makings for for us. Very solid. A very. It's not going to do. It's not going to be ninety percent. It's not going to be Avengers Endgame. It's not going to be. But it's going to be better than Star Wars. And Star Wars got fifty three. I might so. be willing to take a bet that says that it scores worse than Suicide Squad. Ooh, side bet. Let's do it. Ooh. I might be willing to do that. Rob, Rob, pull up uh, Suicide Squad. Twenty five percent, I think. Oh, was that was it really that low? I don't think yeah. I actually know the Rodgers yeah, yeah, yeah. score for it. It was, was the it really? highest grossing, lowest score combination in Rotten Tomatoes history. I would believe that. No, because it was. I mean, it made a lot of money, but it was almost unwatchable. 
It, it won an Academy Award. Twenty-seven percent. Twenty-seven percent. Okay, I will absolutely wow. take that bet right now. Mayo. I will take. This I will take. Great. That oh, bet. I'm all. I just paid off a bet this morning. <laughs> I having to go I will see absolutely Dula. take that bet. Here we go. I all think. Right. I think it's going to be way better. What was your tenth rounder? All right. So mine is actually. This is going to be funny because we're coming full circle here, Magnifico. Oh here boy. Underwater. <laughs> now. We know in retrospect how it did. Right. All right. But the logic you applied to the second overall pick was completely flawed. You applied the same logic to your 10th round pick, which I now apply. All right. Because it was high risk, high reward. Yeah. Yeah. It was Kristen Stewart who had another movie coming out this year, which I think is actually tanking right now. It's something about like her being an activist for the civil rights movement or something yeah. like that. I didn't realize she had another movie. Yeah. So, yeah. so it looked like it was primed to be Kristen Stewart's year. Right. And you going in the 10th round with a high risk, high reward, because in the 10th round, you're not going for a movie that's going to score you 50%. Yeah. Right. You're going for a movie that might get you 90, might get you five. Yeah, exactly. Now, this one finished right, right in the middle. I think it was 55%. 52 or something yeah. like that, yeah. So, so Underwater was an appropriate pick to pick with the second to last <laughs> pick in the entire draft. Yeah. That same logic was used to pick Doolittle, <laughs> which I will tell you is the worst pick in our draft. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I'm proud of that. I'm wearing that badge with honor. Yeah, underwater. Right. So before we wrap this. I mean, we're, we're here at the end. Like, it's just the garbage. Like, how do you even, like, I, I like the fact that Birds of Prey was chosen all the way at the end. I yeah. hope, I really hope it gets, like, a great, I hope it's a great I movie. Hope Let's, I hope it's, like, an incredible movie. Let's make our predictions. Who wins 2020? We're going Ooh. on the record right now. Who had the best draft? I've got to go between Andrea. See, now I was in that camp, but I'll tell you why I'm not. Okay. Andrea and Dan made the same fatal flaw. Yeah. Because they took too many films that don't have guaranteed theatrical releases. Yeah. They got in each other's head this year, Mm -hmm. and they were trying to use the same draft strategy, and I think that that might burn both of them in the end. Uh, my other person that I was gonna say is I like I like uh, I like the way Detective Rob's draft board Agreed. looks. Yep, he's a, a a serious contender this year. I would agree with that. I would go with Janine. See, Janine Janine has the forty year old version. Yep. And she's got a few other movies that are just like out of this world. And fucking that are Barbie. Just, it yeah, was the it Barbie was movie sleeper. that looks like it's gonna be great. Like, it was a sleeper draft out of Janine. Yeah. And that was the thing is that like when she drafted Barbie in the first round, no offense to her or anything, but I was kind of like, and she didn't know we were drafting that day because Dunn didn't tell her. <laughs> That's Dunn's wife. And he didn't tell her we were drafting. So she she had very limited prep time. But when she drafted Barbie, I was kind of like, oh, it's her first year. It's like when you took Call of the Wild, Anthony. It was I'm like telling you Call of the Wild is going to be a great movie. But I said, I was like, oh, it's their first year. So I'm not going to rag on these two. Like whatever. They, they're, they're getting their feet wet. Janine's draft board, when you go down it, you're like, holy crap. Yeah. There's actually a lot of good shit here. It gets deep. And that was exactly what happened with John last year, where John took his first two picks were terrible. Troop Zero and Lion King. Yep. Both underperformed. But then his third, fourth, and fifth round picks were all high 90s, which was Little Women, The Irishman, and Shazam. Fucking Little Women, man. Yeah. Little and women. he cleaned up. He finished second overall, and he almost, he was one point away from beating Andrea I for know. the championship. That's insane. So it's like, now I look at Janine's board, and I go... I'm not going to underrate her. Yep. I actually would agree that I think that she is a top three yeah, finisher. 100%. Um, yeah, I what I going- let's, let's go on record. Um, <clears throat> I would have chosen myself if it wasn't for fatherhood getting pushed back and me having a That big was the fat- only thing? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's that was the it. only yeah, That was it. That's it. That's why I would have chosen myself because I'm going to win. All right, so I have a hot take here. My, um, my champion who I'm predicting right now yeah. is actually going to be somebody who does not participate in our Slack. 
Oh. Wait, who doesn't participate in our Slack? Wait, Phil? Phil. Mulan, Falling, Dune. Okay, the yeah, Mulan it's a strong Mulan, Falling, Dune, No Time to the, Die. And Bad yeah. Boys for Life has a 70s, like, yeah, yeah, Bad Boys for Life has already done Color Out of Space is sitting at low 90s, high 80s. Yeah, that's true. Bad Boys for Life sitting at 76. Yeah. And this year's scoring strategy is that we take 10 movies and your top six are averaged together to give you your score. True. And out of the bottom of his draft, he's already sitting in the high 80s. Yep. Right. So are there prizes for winners and losers? Like, what is the winner? Is there a championship belt? Should we get one for The this most year? important thing is the loser, yes. which is, is called the book. The book. And the book is because you know so little about movies, you should just stick to books. (laughs) The book is so good. (laughs) Now, the champion, we've talked in the first year, it was supposed to be you got a Blu-ray copy of your highest performing movie. Right. Okay. But then Dan, who won in our first year, had already bought the movie on Blu-ray, so then that got thrown out. Andrea, we just did like a kind of like a makeshift slack ceremony for her. (laughs) I do think we need a trophy. Yeah, definitely. That'd be but good. The, and some kind of ceremony, you know, some kind of like, you know. The hard part on. is like there are people all over the place. I know. Yeah. Circulating a trophy is tough. Yeah. But we will get something yeah. that will go off. But what I'm I think more, it, I think if we could get a championship belt made, that would be really cool. Something I would with love like that. a like a movie reel on it, right? A bucket then, of popcorn. Yeah, yeah a bucket of popcorn. We could do that. That we could would do be that. really cool. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about it. It's just we, we got to get around to it. Yeah. That's all. And there definitely needs to be a penalty for the loser for this year. I think, I think the book well, is. The side bets are getting awesome. The side so bets are getting really good. Magnifico won a side bet, and then he changed Tucker's name to um, Caster Troy. I uh, know. I changed his name to John Travolta. John Travolta. John Travolta. But, his, but his picture yes. was Nicholas Cage, Cage from Face Off. Yeah, which right. was great. <laughs> um, then Dan won a bet against me where he got to pick one movie I had to spend my own money on. To go see in its opening weekend in theaters, and because my niece was born last week and I couldn't go, so this weekend I had to go see Doolittle, <laughs> and it was literally the worst movie I've ever seen in my life, which you'll hear more about in your next episode. But yeah, terrible. The terrible side movie. bets are what make this league. The side bets yeah. are great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how the uh, the league does this year. I'm excited to to be a part of it and and uh, keep talking shit on Slack to uh, to everyone else. And uh, yeah, when. Birds of Prey does well, right? Oh Even though it wasn't my pick. It's not going to happen. I think it's going to do well. No. But heard it here first. No. You, yeah, you no did less, hear No yeah, less. You heard it here only. You heard it here, heard it here yeah. only. <laughs> yeah, nowhere else will you hear that Birds of Prey is going to do good. It's going to be a 4%er, oh, I'm man. telling you. Well, this, no was, this was fucking awesome. Yeah. I had a blast doing this. Thank you, Parker, yeah, Parker. for Thank driving for down. Yeah. Thank was, you for having yeah. me. This is awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely do it again. It was great. Yeah. Um, so let us know if you guys are going to go out, if you're going to put together your own Rotten Tomatoes League, if you have your own drafts, let us know. Um, definitely give us a message on Instagram. Uh, don't Let's forget, post click... links on your Instagram for our uh, data studio so people can see how we're scoring stuff. Sure. Oh, we can do that? We yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we can yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Absolutely can do that. Um, and I think next year we should... Uh, I know we tried to this year. It didn't work out. Next year I would love to actually do... Uh, in-person draft or with as many people as we can we'll get it on the podcast that would be a lot of fun I really enjoy that Um, but uh, yeah it was awesome so you know don't forget. You guys know the usual drill. Go to our fucking shit. Yep. Subscribe, like, listen. We're on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram. Send us an email. I will be looking at it because Anthony doesn't know the uh, password to our email account. <laughs> I definitely forgot yeah, it. It's the absolute worst. <laughs> um, and, you know, as always, stay tuned, true reviewers. Stay tuned.